Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee Podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of January 9th, 2024. It is officially the offseason, I guess, if you don't count the Dream Bowl, which is the Ivy League All-Stars versus the Japanese College All-Stars that's happening in a couple you weeks. Know, you know who's playing in that? Who is? Boogie Knight. Oh, is he really? Boogie Knight. Woo! There we go. We definitely got to watch that. Uh, this is the one last year that they played on ESPN one time at two in the morning, and we kept asking them, like, hey, are you ever going to replay it? And they just didn't say anything. So who knows? <laughs> so that should be fun. Uh, as always, I'm Jordan. With me tonight, I've got Kamish, Pit Girl, Beth, Arthur on the ones and twos. And we have a special guest tonight. It is at CFB, CFB Campus Tours, Michael Barker. Michael, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. And I have met three of you in person. I know that, you know, there's a undetermined amount of members of the Sickos Committee. However... I would say maybe I've met the most out of anybody. So I'm I think uh, you may happy have. to join you guys. I you think you've, you've met more of us than we have met of us. Wow. That is true. Yeah, yeah that is true. I, I've, never met, I've never met Pit Girl. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you or Road Rodge that is like currently holding the all-time Sickos yeah. Committee member high score, I think. Okay. Did you did you meet Road Rodge? In well, bowl I mean, season, we met up a couple times. No, yeah. no, I re- I okay. remain elusive. Okay, well, I too good. remain elusive. <laughs> I tracked Pit Girl down at the military bowl, though. That's so right. did. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he slid down the hill. <laughs> I did. Oh, so good to have you here tonight, Beth. How are you? Splendid. All is well. I made a pot roast. Nice. It looked really good, and the root veggies too. Okay, I'm a root veggie fan. Absolutely. Pit, Pit Girl, how are you? Shout out to Northern Central Pennsylvania in the snow. It's like driving around in a postcard. Love it. A dangerous postcard or just a nice postcard? Uh, PennDOT did a pretty good job today. Sounds good. Kamish, how are you? Uh, you know, I, I know we have CFB Campus Tour here, but, uh, you know, after my travel excursion on mm-hmm. Sunday, uh, doing that in like one day, I am so glad I had Monday off because I was, <laughs> I was done. Uh, I was totally done. Like my my late, it, like doing the combination of driving for five hours, sitting on your ass, then standing for like five or six hours mm-hmm. without sit, sitting, and then sitting back on your ass for like like five hours, and then immediately podcasting. It, it kind of caught up to me on Monday, and I was very glad I was off. Uh, so you know, I'm definitely not built for the road yet, at least. But um, you know, hanging on. It's Tuesday. Uh, was able to stay up and, and watch the lovely, lovely championship game last night. And right. just excited to uh, speak with our guests because, I mean, really, <laughs> we got a lot of questions and we got a lot of followers that have a lot of questions. So let, let's let's get to, let's get going here. Let's start with some yeah. of your let's start with some of your stats. I have yes. here. I have you at you're at 133 out of 133 for FBS schools. We'll be 134 next year. You're going to have to pick up Kennesaw State. They're going to be on the uh, Conference USA weeknight slate in October, so I've been purposely saving that. And uh, we also got West Georgia, so maybe we could double that up. But, yeah, Kennesaw will be knocked out in October of next year. Nice. Got got 78 out of 128 FCS. And overall, 211 out of 261 for D1. That's that's amazing. Also, 290-ish games in 2017? Yeah. I would venture that 78 out of 128 in the FCS is an all-time record. Um, I haven't oh, it, met it anybody has to that's be. done that. So it has to be. Has so to there's be. a lot of uh, 
Merrimax and Central Connecticut states and Stone Hills left, but um, yeah, seventy eight there too. I'm I'm getting to get you up to, to Dartmouth because we need to get I, I know I know you haven't been to Hanover yet, right? So I have been to Dartmouth for a game. Oh, you have been. Uh, okay, good. Was, so they played Princeton in 2021 on a weeknight ESPNU game. I think oh, one of, of them it was seven and one, eight and zero, oh, and yeah, yeah, it was, it was the hardest hitting game I saw all year, and. It was great football, and you know, you guys are talking about the Dream Bowl, and one of my number one pet peeves is that the uh, Ivy League doesn't play in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, they have a team three months later going to Japan, but they won't play one week after the regular season with one playoff team. It's crazy, but yes, I love the stadium. I love Ivy League football. In that game, when I watched that, it it was the hardest hitting game I saw all year. It was very impressive. I remember that game. That was a really good game. Yes. And so this season, you did 90 games, including the the cherry on top, which was the FBS National Championship. We saw you the day before at the FCS National Championship. Two games that were harder to get into, I think, than you thought they would be. It's very true. So, you know, the, the credentialing system is hit and miss. Uh, I'll go one place and feel like I'm a superstar, and I'll go to the next place, and they won't even let me hold the camera equipment. So... Uh, the FCS ticket, Montana showed up and it became a really premium seat. You guys saw standing room only hanging Crazy. over the rails. Uh, but that was the fifth FCS championship in a row that I went to. And uh, it's a must. Frisco, you guys saw the tailgate with the South Dakota State people. That's amazing. And then the FBS championship, uh, you know, last year I went to it with uh, Georgia TCU at SoFi. It went down to about 400 bucks. And so it was very affordable. But this one, you got Michigan hasn't won a title since 97. You got Washington that hadn't won a title since 91. And from a pure wallet perspective, I was so much rooting against Texas because it would have been way more expensive. Way but more. Yeah. Pulled the trigger, got a ticket, and uh, you have to end. 90 is a much bigger number and better sounding than 89, so had to go. That's, that's amazing. So... How do you normally get around to all these games? Do you fly to a spot then drive? Do you rent? Do you, I don't know. I, I just have to, I realize I'm going to have to buy a new car because my my Honda CRV with 230,000 miles is about to go. So yeah, how do you get well, around? It's a combination of things. So I tailgated at FIU during COVID and I was having pizza with a guy and he liked my story. He said, hey, I like you and I'm going to help you out. And he gave me a corporate code for progressive for a rental car for three, $33.75 a day. So that has been very helpful. Uh, I think I had 104 rental car days this year. So multiply that by 33 or, you know, you're talking about 3,500 bucks right there, but that's a savings. And then, uh, you know, you want to fly when you can. I'm not a masochist that's going to drive 3,000 miles for a Thursday game or anything like that. Uh, but really, you know, I live in California, and when you get into the season with the Maction and the Fun Belt and the Conference USA games in the weekday, I don't go home on a Sunday because if there's a Saturday night game and you fly home on Sunday, you get home at 4 o'clock. Right. And then let's say there's a Tuesday game at Boone or Jacksonville, Alabama. You can't leave on a Tuesday morning and make it in time for kick time, so you got to leave at 4 or 5 o'clock on Monday. So do you want to go home for 19 hours and spend $700 round trip or you just stay on the road with a $34 rental car? So from October 4th to November 25th, I was home one day and the rest of them, you know, I, I 
stayed in two hotels the all year and so whatever the rental car i have i put the word hotel in front of it you know hotel camry yeah hotel jeep <laughs> cherokee and um, <laughs> you know it's it's the glamour life hashtag sarcastically because you know you watch twitter and you go hey mike's at this game and the next day he's at this game but you know commission was talking about the grind of one game and and you know, it takes your legs away from you. You get tired. You got to figure out where to go to the bathroom. You don't have a microwave. So there's a lot of things, but um, this is my seventh year doing it. It's so much fun. It's addicting. I haven't watched college football at home on a Saturday since 2016. And um, <laughs> I just love this stuff. So the grind of the road is just comes with the territory. So, I, I had a question though. You grinded them on the road. So you, you've been doing this since 2017, all these, all these different spots and, and stuff like this. So last year you had Ben Chase doing crazy road trip. Uh, just, I think he decided to just stay on the road the entire time, yeah, I think which was crazy. He went through like a rental and I think I forgot what he named his vehicle. Was I think he had two or three rentals. One Betty White, his personal Betty White van. was his yeah, personal van. Go. Yeah, I, I remember Betty. I couldn't remember. It was Betty White, uh, which was uh, that. That was like you said. You're not a masochist, so he's driving from like Gainesville, Florida, to like Montana or something like that. I mean, he's doing crisscrossing the United States, which I mean, you seem to have this down to a better logistical pattern. <laughs> then, then I guess Ben, what he was doing last year, also Road Rodge decided to just basically, I'm done riding for the ringer. I am, I am, I am tired of just watching college football. I want to experience it. Uh, I want to go to that. I think he did 62 games this year. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, and I think Ben did like 77 or 78, maybe 79. Exactly. I don't know. Um, do you feel some sort of like, is there like a rivalry between you? Because when we met Road Raj at the FCS championship game, he was like, I think he hates me. And no, way. <laughs> no, no, he didn't say that. I know. I just don't start this in. shit. I, I, no. The, the rival road trip. Oh, no. is he a rival twist. Road trip? <laughs> no. yeah, I was that's, just joking uh, about that. No. So to answer your question, um, a couple things. Number one is, you know, if, I joke that your stadium number is your military rank and wherever you are, that's where you're at. And I'm at the top, but you have two choices. You can either say, you're never going to catch me. You're not as good as me, or you can try to elevate people and help them out because you can't get to 80 unless you get to 12. Right? Yeah, so right. when Ben started last year, he, his first week, he went to a Thursday night game at Missouri state and he, he reached out to me and I sat with him most of the game. He had a little audio diary and I, you know, gave him some tips and tried to just encourage him. And he started to get going. And, you know, Ben is much better at self-promotion than me. And so by mid-season, you know, he didn't need me to help introduce him to people. He already had himself all over the place. Uh, Roger, he, you know, he has had a really strong debut, huge, you know, 100,000 followers on Twitter, getting in the Goodyear blimp and all that stuff. So, you know, he made things happen. He got funded by Money Lion. So that's something that I've never done. Uh, there's not a rivalry because honestly, next year, somebody, I already have people who have quote tweeted my stuff and said, I'm going to beat this next year. Yeah. And to me, I, I never went to bowl season because I love the home road dynamic of a college football stadium. 
but I did 69 in the regular season. There's six nice. FCS nice. playoff games, nice. and that's already 75. And I was like, okay, if I gut it out and go to the Gasparilla Bowl and the Quick Lane Bowl and all this stuff, I can put up a big number. So um, it's it's not going to stand forever. My goal is really to see a game at all 261 Division One schools, and there's a lot of places left where you can't do two games on a Saturday. You know, Knoxville mm-hmm. and and there's a lot of East Coast schools like that don't have lights and don't play after um, October 1st. They don't play afternoon games. So um, long winded answer, but I'm here to support everybody. I'm proud of what those guys did their rookie year. We still talk and text. I mean, I thought I had a thought that we should have a podcast, us three guys, and just talk about life on the road. But um, yeah, they impressed me. But 99 90 will be up there for at least hopefully 12 months. <laughs> oh, I, I think that it's fascinating to get to hear y'all talk about it because as much as I would love to, you know, in my mind, I go, I would love to do that. And then the actuality, like the actual things of sleeping in my car and doing that thing, I go, oh, you know what? The, the dream sounds so much better than the actuality. No, thank you. I'll pass. I will live vicariously through you. And that's and, how I love, that's yeah. how I love following it. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, you know, first of all, I hope I, I say that my eyes are my video camera and my brain is my DVR. And, you know, when you're 85 years old on your deathbed, you get your life flashing before you. And these are the experiences. You know, there's guys on Twitter like Jerry Quickle has 500 college football helmets and, you know, all these people. I just my thing is collecting photos and experiences. And you have to be built for this in some way. And what's funny is I lost 12 pounds during the season. Uh, my muscle tone has diminished from, you know, I'm taking statue photos in mid-September and I'm feeling good. And then by, you know, mid-December, I'm like, I got to wear a jacket the whole time, you know. So uh, there's a rebuild process and everything. But, there you know, there's that TV show, Amazing Race, you know, Survivor, all those things. And I just got to the point where I like testing myself, um, go to a foreign city. Uh, and when I say foreign, not your hometown. And oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Well, yeah. you mean, yeah, you yeah. mean Moscow, right? Moscow, yeah, Moscow. <laughs> and, and you're trying to get out what you need. You need your photos. You need, you know, the, the, the game clips, the obstructive views, all those things. But really, um, addiction is a good word for it. And I wish that I could say that that were not true. But really, I have a hard time thinking that I'm going to be done someday. And the only way that I'll know when I'm done is when I'm watching a game on Saturday and I go, I'm okay with this. And I'm scared to do that right now. So we're going to grind it out a little bit longer. So are you like the the seventh year transfer quarterback mentoring rookies? Frank Harris. (laughs) Frank Harris. What was the one? Is it, is it, um, who who just got the seventh year? Um, Tyler, Tyler. Oh, uh, Roddenberg for Southern Miss. Uh, yeah, there was a couple that just got seventh year. Uh, so like this, you've been doing it for that long. Uh, like Cam Rising too. I mean, just so I mean, I like how you're just like I'm mentoring these folks. This is what I've done. This is what I do. This is how I set this up. It's there's a method to the madness of you doing this, and I'm sure you've learned a lot along the way. Can you give me some of the mistakes you made, let's say maybe in your first year or two that led to maybe some funny things, not like dangerous situations, but some funny things that happened in the beginning when you started doing this? So right away, I just was convinced I could sleep in a car, no problem. 
And I remember going to Seattle and I just parked downtown and I climbed in a trunk and folded the seat down. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. And it was a Saturday night in downtown Seattle and it was loud and there was some festival going on and I could not sleep at all. <laughs> and I didn't sleep the whole entire night. And I was, you brought up Moscow. I had a game in Idaho the next day. And so oh, I no. called a rental car company and I happened to rent a rental car that was not out, out, allowed outside the state lines of Washington. Okay. And so if I drove that car through Idaho and, you know, you could go to Missoula, I wanted to stop and go. And that's a couple hours after Moscow. I couldn't take that car. So I had I was, you know, on my way to Spokane. I had to turn back and turn it in and go to a different rental car. So you're burning through two of those. Uh, so there right away, there are some mistakes, you know, in the beginning, everywhere you go, you can count. But if you are trying to do as many numbers as possible, you want to have them all in a tight geographic region. So if you do, you know, Utah State and then the next day you're going to Oklahoma State, well, you just left Weber State, Utah, BYU all on the table. So um, if I in the beginning of so my first year, I went to 13 games. And I didn't think like I'm going to try to go to all 133. And I did it in five years, the all 130 FBS schools at the time, they added three then. I think you could do it more efficiently. I think you could probably do it in four years. In the last three years, I've been to 100 of the 133 and 100 by, divided by three is 33 and there's 33 left to get to. So I think you could do it in four years. But um, being naive and thinking I'm just gonna be the road warrior right away, big mistake. Um, bathroom situations arise when you're sleeping in your car. It took me a while to make sure that I had, um, you know, extra toilet paper. And, you know, I say that your water bottle becomes your bathroom, you know, so you got that going for you too. So there's a lot of things that you learn. Well, so this year, what really seemed to take off as well was your obstructed view stuff. How oh, did yeah. that start? Yeah. And where has that taken you? That's, so, that's the fun thing that I, I really want to know, like, because I remember we followed you, I think, last year or maybe the year something before. Something like that, yeah. And maybe yeah. like when we just started up. But like, I remember the obstructed view thing was relatively recent, I would say. Yes. Did that start this year or did you start that last year? So the first one, because I went back on Twitter and I, you know, I searched my own tweets. There was a tweet from 2019 at Wyoming and they call it the knot hole, which is between the press box and the yes. stands. And you, it's in my calendar. You only could see about 20 percent of the field. But I just took a photo, I, you know, and said this is, you know, a bad seat. Last year, when I went to Western Michigan in Maction, they, you know, there's a two seat bleacher right next to a brick wall. And it is just one of the most unique seats in college football. And what I did differently there was I had someone take a photo from behind me. And so that's, you get the perspective of the back of my head, the fan looking, uh, you know, when I do it, I try to look as intense as possible. Your posture is that. so good. You have Thank such you. good posture. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and, and, you know, you, somebody yesterday was like, you brought national championship game posture <laughs> to, the, to the, so. Uh, but so when I, when I tweeted out that photo, people didn't know if I snuck behind a fan and took it or, you know, why isn't, they didn't know it was me. Why is this guy not moving? And just putting that first person perspective, especially when you're at a Maxion game in November in, in Kalamazoo, there's not anybody there. So 
that was a big one. And then a couple weeks later at the Barstool Arizona Bowl, uh, they have one in Tucson. There's one on each side. And, you know, I assign a percentage to the view and it's simply how much of the football field can you see? The football field is 100 yards. So if you can see 20 yards, that's 20 percent. We try to get, you know, cute and scientific now. It could be 14%. It could be 16.5%. And, I mean, you dropping uh, angles people, on us over here? I mean, exactly. <laughs> and people will say, uh, you know, does he? how does he know the exact percentage? And, and someone will respond. He's a professional. He knows. So uh, it's, I, it's the, funny. The replies, they know. They know. And uh, so those two, you know, they really set the tone. And then the, the thing that changed the trajectory of my account was the opening game at USC this year. I knew about that seat at the Coliseum for a couple of years. Uh, in 2018, they remodeled and they reduced from 92,000 to 77,000 seats. They put a giant press box in, but they left some seats on the side. They're not for sale, but they make a great photo. There was a, a guy who I follow on Twitter, a sports writer, and he shot a selfie of him holding a, holding a beer at the game. And I messaged him and I said, I need your help. And he came up. He climbed up in the little concrete cave, took my photo. When I saw it, I said, this thing is about to go wild on Twitter. And it did. It was like 18,000 views and, and uh, you know, Bleacher Report and ESPN. And from that point forward, it's not only been maybe, you know, so I'll tweet regular stadium photos. And in the comments, they'll be like, someone will say, yeah, yeah, get to the obstructed views. Right. And uh, so it's a Play thing. The hits. That, Play the hit, yeah. Kevin Stewart. Come on. Say yeah. the line, Bart. Say the line already. Come on. Exactly. Ba Say babe, the line. wake up. Babe, wake up. A new obstructive view just <laughs> I wanted to use that as the cover of my calendar, but the publisher said that there was uh, copyright issues, uh. so I couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so now it's my responsibility to go through the stadiums and and look for them. And, you know, it's, it's crazy that it's a little cultural thing, you know, it's a phenomenon. Takeo Spikes got honored by the Buffalo Bills earlier this year and they put him in a suite and it had an obstructed view from the bleachers. And he had somebody take a photo from behind him, just like me. And he said, what's up with this obstructed type view? I'm supposed to be one of your greatest players and this is how you treat me. And I left in the third quarter and everyone tagged me. I was like, Dick, Takeo Spikes did my pose, man. So it's very cool. So you've done this all year and it's been great. And I think, I think you hit it on the head. It's one of those things that really makes you feel like you're there. Cause I love the shots you take of the whole stadium. Cause that makes me feel like, okay, I get to see it, not just from the glamor shots, but everything, but like that thing right there is so unique to each stadium because you're right. Every stadium has a weird, especially the older ones have those weird, like cut the weird jag, the weird, we, we overbuilt the press box and now you can't see shit from either side of it. Yeah. And it just, it makes you feel like you're there. I love it. Uh, what was the deal with Boston College? So, yeah, that... What's that, the deal with Boston, Boston College? A question ACC fans have been asking <laughs> since Just, forever. You know what's funny? I realized that Boston College photo, that's that seems like the stand that Steve Adazio was standing in when he said the famous line <laughs> guys of guys being dudes. So I, so. so I kind of recognize that. So <laughs> that could be been. the case. But go right ahead with what's the deal, <laughs> what's the deal with Boston College? So first of all, Boston College credentialed me, um, and I, I think that there's a, a little bit of you're indebted to us, so make sure everything you do is positive and great, and the bigger your account becomes, the more eyeballs are on each and every tweet, and so um, 
anyways, I had a photo vest and I was, I didn't want to go on the field and wear a photo vest. I just don't want to do that. And so I just put it in my pocket and walked around the stadium and I was convinced I did a lap around alumni stadium. I thought it was fine. And then I went up to the second level and I looked and it was just like the, you know, it was like the great pyramid site of obstructed views. It was just the greatest thing you've ever seen. It was behind the scoreboard buried next to the play clock four rows deep with rain and dirt and maybe nobody had been down there for a long time and i just i kind of like had heart palpitations i'm like this is going to be the greatest one ever and so i need a co-conspirator always so i had to get some students from the other team it was florida state you know hey do you want to trash alumni stadium and absolutely and so they came and took my photo and and we put it on there and the caption i put is here it is the worst seat in college football uh zero percent <laughs> visibility all this stuff and uh within 10 minutes i got three messages one was espn one was bleacher report and one was from the sports information director at boston college oh, oh no, no. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. the first two good the third one oh the first god two were great um <laughs> And so I also missed, I missed a call and I got a message and you don't get calls during the game. For no, that's, no. Your alumni stadiums or photos are amazing. Please keep, keep taking them. You're not going to get that call. So um, I didn't answer until the end of the game. It was 31-29. I rushed the field everywhere I can. I've rushed the field at 14 FBS stadiums and and. If they beat boss, if they beat Florida State ranked number three, they would have rushed the field. And so um, they were looking for me, though. And I had that photo vest. And so I had to stay, make sure they didn't win, then go to the media room, turn in the photo thing and get out of there. And so I had a double header. It was New Hampshire was the second game. And on the way there, I called two people. I called my mom first and I told her that I ruined my account. And I called the Boston College guy back and I knew what I was in for. And I just let him go off on me. And he called me unprofessional. He called me a POS. He called me a dick slap. He said that I totally F them. And then he kind of started to get emotional and say, this is the repayment that you give us for credentialing you. And you know, I, I said a couple things. I said, number one, you know, the two days before at Memphis and Maryland, they credentialed me. I did bad views. I didn't get a phone call from anybody. Secondly, um, in my tweet, I didn't say the seat was for sale and that they're trying to sell it to you and rip you off. Uh, I didn't say that there. You were you were very clear about that. Exactly. I remember this tweet. You were very clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you want to, you know, you're a reporter. Kind of, you know, kind of. And you want to make sure that you do your due diligence. And so if I don't know, I'm either going to say I don't know or investigate yourself. And if I do know, then we're going to go for it. Uh, you know, he asked me to take the tweet down and he said, are you just doing this for clicks? And I said, I'm not doing it for clicks. Um, this is what I do. And so um, we got off the phone and I, I thought I was going to get banned from Alumni Stadium and so uh, just to wrap it up, three months later, I got contacted by Farmers Insurance to go do a promotion at Fenway Park to highlight obstructed views by rescuing fans and upgrading them. And it was 90 days after that Boston College thing. So the, the weight of 90 days later being flown to the most iconic Boston landmark to promote the thing that got me 
eviscerated at Boston College. It really, it, it was a full circle moment for me. Yeah, and, and Boston College was playing in the game. No, yeah, they weren't. Too. Exactly. No, yes, they, they were. Won. Damn it. I, I, messed up that, I messed up that one all the time. I was like, no, that was Rutgers Miami. I almost did it again. Oh, you did it yes. again. You hate Fenway anyway, too. So hey, whatever, Jordan. Get well, out so, of here. So, so when you told when we were staying at the Frisco Bowl and you told me this, I got so excited because I was like, this is, I mean, Fenway is iconic for the damn poles being in the way of mm-hmm. everything. I, I I remember being telling you like that you've made it. This is great. This is this is the Mecca. This is like this is your great pyramid. This is a this is beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, and, and what was, I mean, first of all, there's dozens of obstructive views at Fenway Park. Proudly, and, proudly yeah, obstructed views. Proud, proudly, and that's right. So farmers, they, they had, you know, we had like seven Zoom meetings and they talked to their legal department about everything because their plan was to send me everywhere. But Fenway doesn't care if you make, you know, talk about their obstructive views as part of the charm. But uh, that was an interesting day because they had, you know, we had PowerPoint presentations and seat targets and upgrade targets. It was very, you know, I had I had releases for light image likeness on my person, but it rained like hell. And the upgrade yeah. seats were ones that were out in the open. And I was supposed to go convince. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So I was supposed to go convince people, hey, you don't want to be behind this pillar. You want to be out in the rain. Right. And so like 20 minutes <laughs> 20 minutes before the game, they're on, you know, SeatGeek and StubHub, and they say, what about Grandstand 12, Seat 4? And I'm running over there, and I'm like, yes, it's under the overhang, but there's a pillar, or no, this one's not. And so they pulled the trigger, you know, probably five minutes before kickoff, which put a whole damper in my plan, because what I wanted to do was have someone upgraded by uh, kickoff because yeah. it's much harder to do it. So anyways, yeah. I, I tried to make conversations with people during the game, Hey, did you know it was obstructed? What would you do if someone upgrade and it wasn't getting anywhere? And so I just leveled with two people. I'm like, look, here from farmers. I got this jacket. It says seat scout. I got two upgraded tickets. All I got to do is get you to take a photo, sign a release. Would you like to sit on the 50 yard line? And they said yes. And so we took a photo. It turned out good. And, you know, we did a quote co tweet and co post on Instagram. And we all had a group chat going and they said, you know, Mike, you're the MVP and you did it and all this. But yeah, it was like you said, Jordan, I was excited about it. But when it came to executing, as soon as it was pouring rain, I was like, this is going to be a problem. So it turned out good. That's that's all you could hope for. So then tell me about the obstructed view last night, because that Oof. one blew that up one differently. was great. So, you know, I, I show part of the, the way that you find obstructive views is you show up right when the stadium opens. And especially yeah. for the national championship, it's going to be sold out. You can't navigate through the stadium. There are people commenting saying, you're taking photos and there's plenty of seats available around it. Well, I took that photo two and a half hours before kickoff because I can't tell people to get out of the way for that. So, um, hey, talk- way, this is CFB campus tour. <laughs> don't, you know who I, don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I am? I am credentialed here. I'm a <laughs> professional. I work with farmers insurance. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I did do, though? I had my calendar and I had it on a PDF in the January month is Ohio State. So I'm talking to Michigan fans. I'm like, look, I'm on your side. I, the, I'm on your side. After, yeah. Go, if I make go blue. <laughs> Boys, exactly. Go. And I had two shirts that day. I had a, both team shirts just in case whoever, you know, was that Richard Pryor quote? I'm in all the gangs, whichever one is winning. Right. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I was doing. So. <laughs> So I just, you know, I found some seats before and then when people made their way, I started talking them up and there was this, you know, uh, 
couple and they had their older kids who hadn't arrived yet. And I talked to them and they talked about this CFP RSVP group that people joined during the playoff, which was a group package for teams that you pay the, the market, the face value of the ticket, and it's a holder for in anticipation for the two teams that advance. And mm -hmm. so there was one for Washington and there was one for Michigan. Well, on Tuesday, you find, you know, you know your team won and then they start distributing the tickets, but they don't let you choose where you sit. It's just at random and you go there. Yep. And so the guy that I talked to, he said he found out his location. He went to a couple of online sites. There's a view from my seats is a site where people upload photos on their own with uh, views from their seat that they've taken so people can use that. But really, when he got there, he couldn't see the entire end zone. And this guy was not only was he mad, but he was knew that his son would be even more disappointed and he hadn't showed up yet. And so I, I try to chat people up and, you know, like you're saying, commission, I'm a professional. But really what I try to do is like I this is I'm here to advocate for you. Tell me everything. And yeah. so. They say how yeah. much they paid. They got four tickets. It was twenty two hundred bucks. They came from Michigan. You know, they haven't seen a, a national championship game in their entire lifetime. They got everything looking forward to this. And then they sit down after a flight, after a rental car, after a hotel and they sit down and they can't see it. And it's just people try to minimize it. And, and because that's human nature. Oh, it's OK. I can lean forward or I can see the, the scoreboard or that sort of thing. You shouldn't have to do that. And so the guy, you know, he said, if Michigan wins, it'll be better. But um, I gather all those notes and I try to put it out there. And it's especially sucks because we don't want college football games in NFL stadiums if we can avoid it. And so it's a double whammy when we have a game somewhere we don't want and then people are being mistreated. And, you know, the guy was like, oh, this should be on the CFP RSVP. Yes. But it should also be on the Houston Texans because they own the stadium and they built it there. So anyways, I try to label it and put it out there and hopefully it has an impact. But bottom line is I'm there to advocate for the fans. And there's nothing worse than your team going to the first national championship in 30 years and you can't see the whole field. Of all the yeah. like they, they always say, oh, we're going to put these in the NFL stadiums for lots of reasons. Right. They're more modern. They have better sight lines. It's not like these old college stadiums that have these weird, okay, fine, whatever. If that's your argument, fine. But then you put it in a stadium that clearly has, pardon me, sightline issues. And that just, oh, when I saw that, I, like my anger flashed too. Because the, the second you start saying they have all these modern amenities, and I think back to the number of games I have watched where college football teams are trapped in FedEx field, like it makes me twitch. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Oh, modern things like grass that doesn't take root and snapping and like tearing your ACL. The, yeah. the best traditions of FedEx field. And I, I tell people, oh, go ahead, Commission. Oh, and sorry. the raw sewage. Don't no, forget you, that. You can, you can go ahead for I got a question to circle back about. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I wanted to say, um, I know it, it like you and Boston College have made up, right? Like you guys are, are cool now? Because I see like I the, mean, I mean, from I haven't I saw, talked to the anybody. social media, the social <laughs> media account reached out to you, I believed, right? So there was an account called Boston College Football Fans. And, okay. you know, they, one person doesn't speak for a university. Everybody. And, you know, I'm revealing more stuff probably than I should. And I didn't take it personal. You know, it. it it was a very big learning experience, but the fan base, the Barstool account for Boston College, a lot of them said, come back. We'd love to show you an authentic experience. And, you know, I 
I love Alumni Stadium. It's really close to the field. It's got, you know, a lot of history. That was a great game. And, you know, I'm going to spend a lot of time in the Northeast trying to knock out the rest of the FCS. But to answer your question, have me and the particular administrators there had any conversation? No. Um, but I don't hold any ill will. I tried to okay. be as cool about it as possible, and I held it in. I didn't blab about it. So this is more of, uh, uh, you know, yeah. hindsight here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. When when they called you up to yell at you, did 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 the guy have like a real thick Boston accent, or was it? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know, I he just. I, I don't know what his, that would have made know, it so much better. That would be. Yeah. So, no. I will say that that is how I imagined it. Oh yeah, like okay. like, like, like fucking hell. Like, oh, well, yeah. the, the conversation started out like, "Hey, that was a good game, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he said, "We almost won." And I was like, "You almost pulled it off." And, and I knew, you know, I just knew. And so, um, yeah, you know, I, I sometimes. You and just now gotta, I'm gonna. And now I'm gonna take your kneecaps. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, sometimes why, why you, did you have to show it? that wicked yeah. bad seat there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why you put them in the calendar, and you know, and and yeah. the one thing that I say honestly is now these seats are tourist attractions, <laughs> and you can either cover it up and try to you know put lipstick on a pig, or yeah. you can highlight it. You know, I went to Kent State and I found one, and they made me the Meyer Grocery Store fan of the game, and they gave me a hundred dollar <laughs> gift certificate. Oh my God, and Kent they State said. Rock. At the beginning of the fourth quarter, we're going to do an uh, in-stadium, on-camera, uh, you know, presentation of your your winnings, and we're going to do it from the obstructed view seat. And so, <laughs> under a staircase, and they brought the camera over and swung it around, and we were me and the DJ guy were hanging there. The next night at Buffalo, they pointed out one that was behind the play clock, and you couldn't see anything. And so, it came around, but. Um, but yeah, that that Boston call it really it it took the naiveness of me just thinking I can do anything and there wouldn't be any I, I don't want to say consequence, but it really even <laughs> I though I didn't you. even though I made yeah. sure that I crossed my T's you know I dotted my eyes yeah. and all that it really changed yeah. the way I look at it and it was a yeah, learning we, experience. We and, we learned that too uh, via Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. We've, we, there's been some learning experiences running the committee account, and it's, it's when just, you realize that you can you, you're actually talking to more people than you think you are. Yeah, and they realize that too. Like when I fuck up and like, tweet out the, when I fuck up and tweet out the Wi-Fi at TCU Stadium, they were not mad about that, but that was a big accident on my part. Yes. Or you tweet out like a credential, and you go, "Hey, I'm credentialed," and then you got somebody calling you and DMing you like, "You cannot do that," and you're like, "I yeah, thought I was just, doing it." Yeah, whatever, like, I thought I was fine. good. Uh, no, there was there was. You know, you got to be careful with like certain subjects because I mean, the, the committee, like by having the name Sickos in it, yeah, it's it's like we're tweeting with like at least one or two strikes against us already. So, uh, in my mind personally, so so if you tweet something, you like, we got to stay positive because I mean that's what we are. We love everything about college football, and you're the same way. You like you love like all the weirdness and all the specialness of each like college. Like each statue on campus, uh, yeah. you know er everything like that. You have, you have the the little things of the programs, and and you have to. Sometimes you say something, and like, oh God, I really offended Oklahoma State today, or uh, mm -hmm. I think Jordan did that previously at one point. Uh, but like, oh, I, who I, hasn't I, sounds like me. Offended. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan does. Like, I think I angered like Col or like I tweeted about Colorado's offensive line uh, in a game that got blown out by Wazoo. Oh, they, yeah, I ever got you mad and, about that? And I was just like. 
And then like Sports Illustrated picked it up, and I'm like, oh, oh my god. god! It's just like I'm like, okay, like I have like more than one thing can be true about Colorado. We'll just leave that at that. They can be but, fun, and their offensive line can be very bad in trying to. Yeah, shoot and kill. And yeah. so it's that just is like true of many teams. You gotta actually. learn. You gotta learn. Like, uh, okay, we're not gonna talk about, you know. The weird oh, Michigan will. thing. Oh, I will. Uh, or like the, you know, the the. We're we're not going like you know like like crazy like scandal stuff. Uh, like th- that's not the type of sicko we are. <laughs> we are the sicko that watches all the games, and that's what that means. And it and it's we have to tweet that way to get that message across. So when you had that uh, with with BC, which, I mean, I don't hold anything against Boston College. I've. I've I've always been uh, I I I've loved like their their school and and basically I yeah I almost applied to go there but that wow. was kind of like from New Orleans to Boston they were one of the few uh, that were uh, on the list which are some funny schools to go over like fun what with I applied that. Fun to with that one yeah yeah that would have been you know the list of schools that I almost went to is hilarious and then the one I wound <laughs> up going to was ridiculous which uh, I mean I. I'll just go over a couple so far. Like I'll give you a few that I have. I'll give you like five that you know. We know I went to ULM, but yeah. uh, University of Miami, the Hurricanes, would have been good. Clemson, would have been good. Tulsa, ooh, Vandy. Mm. Okay, B- I can see. I can see you as a Vandy guy. I can yeah. see. I can see an alternate timeline. Really, where you pick up Bolos? No. I do. No, I see this. No. Well. Y'all, I became a douchey frat boy, and that was not my vibe for a long time. <laughs> but you take it up, so it's okay. So there was, there was, those were, there were some others, but I'll just give you those five. But those were, and then I wound up going to ULM because my dad was like, "You're paying for school," and I got in-state uh, tuition scholarship. So, yep. uh, thank you, Louisiana, for that. So. There you go. Well, <laughs> can I can I uh, bring up? So we talked about in the beginning. I, you know, I feel yeah. like I've met most committee members. I will also say that I'm probably the only person to go to the commission's softball championship fields in person That's in true. Monroe. Right. So back to back softball champions. There you uh, go. Intramural champions. You you did go to the field. Where the well, what's funny is, uh, Kamish, uh, I went to the regular softball field first, and yeah. <laughs> there was there was an actual, there was a player, and she was taking batting practice by herself, and I asked her, I said, hey, can I just take a photo of the field uh, for social media? And she's, oh, no problem. I was like, yeah, there's this account, it's called Sickos Committee, and the commissioner, he won two championships here, and she's like, oh, that's great, great, and I was at the wrong field. So... Um, <laughs> Shout out to you, that's exactly softball. right. That's yeah, exactly, so hopefully you got a follow right. from that. Yeah, but uh, you know, I had some of my facts right. And yeah, it was it was the one wrong. back there where you know we were allowed to uh, maybe uh, have a have a few before we could go where play. All the, where, all the, where all the drunk intramurals happened? Yeah, the no. drunk it looked like a place where you could have a few. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I mean for sure, uh, it was it's a great and it looked a lot a lot improved um they they built it up from when I, the last i mean 20 years ago cuz i'm old as hell but you know again um that that's fantastic um you want to get to the questions that we got from our, uh, our let, twitter let folks? me do let me do our ad read real fast and then we'll oh do it it's, it's good right now uh as always even though the season's over our discord stays open for $5 a month come join us on patreon Get access to our Discord where you can talk about literally whatever you want this time of year. We're getting into basketball. Ben is a gymnastics reporter, and he's super into that. And he's bringing all the gymnastics news in here. 
we've got come yell about Ohio drivers with with Pit Girl and me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. So all yeah. sorts of fun stuff in there. Uh, you also have our special podcast, which is Commission's Corner. Beth and I are probably we promise we're actually going to do our podcast pretty soon, which will be about yeah, we cool fight songs. Be a lot Whatever. of fun. Whatever. We also have our merch store uh, at singlescommittee.org where we have some new things, including this week I'm going to get up our Ladies is Sicko line of gear. So ladies can be sickos too. And everyone right. knows that. We're just making sure. Exactly. We also have a shout out to Message Board Geniuses podcast. They are hilarious and they are they deal with all the stuff that we just refuse to because going to message boards hurts my brain. We have a YouTube account. We have Instagram. We have a Substack, And of course... Uh, the Substack is going to get weirder and weirder oh, because yeah. we are in the off season. Commission's definitely, definitely. going to talk about his trip to the FCS Championship. Yeah, I'm, more. I am. I'm really like riding uh, as much as I can right now, and uh, I've, I've called it the Commission's. Uh, what did I say here? It's it's Commission's Championship Circuit. I like that. So I, uh, you know, basically making a lap in the center of Texas to go to the FCS Championship game. Uh, just, just basically, just giving you the play-by-play of what I what I did on the way there, what I did at the game, and then on the way back, uh, and you know, just just a, a little fun road trip like I did with the Pocatello one, and then also my uh, New Mexico State Odyssey that I did last year on the Substack. So sign up; it's free. And uh, last- if you want to sign up and pay for it too, you can get the podcast that way too. And lastly, I will uh, always plug Homefield Apparel. They have some of the best collegiate clothing, officially licensed stuff that is exists out there. If you've never ordered before, use offer code yes, ha 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 yes. That's three ha's for fifteen percent off for your if you're a first time customer. And going into basketball season, we're already talking with them and getting ready to do some more weekly challenges where we'll pit two teams against each other. I actually just got. Are we not doing that? Finish. Are we not doing that? You're actually in your head. Not doing what? The 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 our our home field. We're we're partnering with home field again for the. Oh no, we're still partnered with Homefield. We're gonna. Have you shook your stuff. head, and I was worried about that. Oh no, like I was. I was trying to. No, I'm totally no. With Homefield, we're we're trying to get some stuff going for college basketball. So, okay. uh, is, pay attention to our account at Sicko CBB. We're gonna probably be doing some uh, Sicko shirt showdowns uh, for college basketball week. Uh, so weeks just, coming up. I also just got two new Homefield shirts. I finally got a Hawaii shirt, and I finally got a Pitt shirt. Yes, oh. I got Happy Rock. Yes. So okay. the yellow I'm, one or the white one? The yellow one. So okay. yes. I'm like I'm like Beth though. I just got the uh PRT shirt. Woo! The ride to the future for West Virginia. <laughs> okay, so with all that said, let's get to some questions. Now, Michael, a lot of people have asked about this, and this is what popped out to me the most. I'm gonna ask you this. Kind uh, of terrifying. CFB, the number of people. Uh, at CFB Home is the first person that said this, but a bunch of other people did too. What are your favorite stadium bathrooms? <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's, it's such a like, no, there are so many bathroom questions. Everyone wants to know. For God's sakes, man, what is wrong with one. you? No, I'm just kidding. It's, it, we, they all want to know. They want to know. So, so what I tell people first is the reason what I do at a game is I cover the stadium, and when you watch a broadcast, you got the play-by-play, you got the analyst, you got the sideline reporter. But nobody is telling you about what's going on in the stands. Yeah. Um, a lot of times they won't even show the stands because it's not sold out or they think some student's going to hold up a sign or do something inappropriate. Well, that's all that I do. And so, you know, whether it's a $19 beer at the swamp 
or whether last night there was a cookie sandwich at um, at uh, the stadium. NRG. Um, NRG. Energy stadium. You don't, hey, uh, side note, you don't know how much flack I got for calling that place a toilet, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, more or less than Boston College. So, well, oh, well, I had, to, I had to mute the conversation. So there was a, I just felt, you know, I, I was looking at a stadium photo and there was one with the roof partially open and yeah. the top of the roof was white and it just kind of reminded me of a toilet. And well, so at, least said, you didn't, at least you didn't call it a butthole like that one in Atlanta. Yeah, there was, yeah, yeah clearly, yeah, clearly. The Starhole Stadium or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, Megatron's butthole. Is a anyways, I said a thousand bucks or more to play at this toilet. And, oh, man, there's a lot. You know, I had someone that'd say, you, you know, it. don't get stay it. out of my city, boy. Right? So I'm like, Oh, okay. man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they didn't so, take kindly to you. <laughs> no, they didn't. And then, you know, today they're like, oh, do you still think it's a toilet? And I was like, well, it's a very nice toilet. Can I, can I say, you know, it's a very comfortable with uh you know bath smell nice smells and yes, oh, yeah. two ply toilet paper but get that anyways. automatic air freshener that goes off every 30 minutes exactly <laughs> yeah there's actually an attendant there you know and so it it's scares great, the but, shit uh, out of you in the middle of the night <laughs> so just i'm just gonna I, I, i'm gonna have a cop-out answer and it's gonna be south alabama and it's gonna be uab and it's just because they're so new and they're okay. so nice um okay. you know i could contrast that with Two of the worst bathrooms that I can think of are okay. uh, one is Rice and oh, the other I mean, one is Southern Miss. Uh, Southern Miss has this, you know, yeah. the yellow of their logo. It's like a, a little bit more tainted version of that, you know, similar no. to num- similar to number one. And there's all these hey. like, you know, it almost, <laughs> you know, we get water stations and they seem like they have little hoses coming out everywhere that's what we deal with in the men's bathroom in a lot of these places it looks like a 1960s robot that somehow got relegated to a football stadium bathroom and now it can just disperse water at various speeds that's it's you know uh, extending its life so maybe maybe that's why they're called the golden eagles yes I was so hopeful that you could give me an experience that was worse than what I experienced in the big in the Beaver Stadium bathroom. Oh, uh. well, Beaver Stadium there. I think they're spending what, like nine hundred million dollars to basically widen the concourses there because yes. you go to a whiteout game. Actually, I sat there and I couldn't sit. Full. The, I had to the sit. people jams yes. at, at Beaver are incredible. But yeah, I was in a bathroom. I was in a I was in a women's bathroom stall at Beaver Stadium that was literally collapsing with like me in the middle of like a tent. <laughs> <laughs> I shot a video and sent it to like our chat. We didn't put it on the account, but it was it was something to behold. Wow. It, yeah, well, I was going to live rent free in my brain forever. We don't we Thank don't share everything we get here. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. There's also a famous bathroom at University of Delaware. It's a wall that people yes. have been, yeah, it's a urinal that they've been urinating on for literally <laughs> decades. And so I went there during the spring season and, uh, you know, I filmed a video of the stream and my feet and somebody, you know, you kind of can hear the whooshing noises and, <laughs> you know, somebody was like, what a powerful stream. And, you know, I was just kind of like uh, hopping on to the noise that the bathroom was already creating naturally. So, um, but, and then rice is the one that I mentioned. There's urinals that the paint is peeling right there and it's like white and this off color green. And so, 
Um, yeah, there's a lot of adventures, but I'm going to say the best. I'm going to say South Alabama, UAB, Snapdragon Stadium, these new ones, they stepped up their game, especially Snapdragon because that's a green certified stadium. Nice. nice. Uh, other ones. Uh, what's your squat max? This is at the Daryl. Oh God, oh. I saw that. I saw yeah. that question too. So yeah. maybe before the season, it was a lot better. You know, uh, I will. If you're gonna test me on it, I'm gonna probably say like 315 right now, which is not like you know pushing major weight. But um, you know, Commission, you were talking about legs being dead when you sleep in a car. Yeah. I call it. I call it baby giraffe legs when you wake up because you have, <laughs> you have half your legs hanging off the seat and it's almost like your circulation is cut off for, you know, five or six hours. And then you wake up and, you know, I'm trying to get some kind of, you know, the, yesterday I, I did the breakfast at Bucky's. Right. And so you're yeah. trying to go over there and get something and your legs don't work. So um, <laughs> pro probably that would be the, the number that I would stick to um, during the off season. You went with the hippo, didn't you? I did. I did. Actually, I got two just because I knew that that was going to probably be my best stop of the day food wise. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed that right before I got rear ended on I-45. So oh, it was great. For, for, the, for those of y'all that don't know, the hippo taco at Bucky is beans, bacon, egg, cheese and potatoes and green salsa. Amazing. It's, really good. it's really good. The rhino is the same thing. Except it has sausage and not bacon. But it is one of my favorites. Ooh, it's beautiful. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Okay, so another one. Let's see here. I've got one. Go for it. Okay, go ahead, Beth. If you have to turn one stadium into a nuclear fallout shelter, which one are you choosing and why? <laughs> I saw that question too. So, some, so, some of our followers really understood the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what is the criteria for what, what would be a stadium that – that would qualify, I guess. So you would want you would want high concrete and a reflective surface if you could. Most okay. bunkers are made of concrete. Lead lined is better, but yeah. that's difficult to suss out. You're going to want something that's pretty thick and a place where you can get completely enclosed if possible. Man, well, I can tell you the highest concrete bleachers I can think of is in Monroe, Louisiana. Now that's uh, that, <laughs> that's the highest one. It's yeah, so it if is. you alone jesus christ that yes. one side is just so incredibly tall and the other side <laughs> is just like a double decker bleacher that dwarfs it it's is it, is it worse than lsu because that felt like i was in space um so just imagine like just one side of lsu and then just you only have a double decker on the other side <laughs> oh okay so it's like weird virginia tech somewhere else. it's it's like one arm really high and the other one's like you know although they probably have changed lanes since it's I've been like there james left. madison jr kind of because they call that half oh, okay. a stadium because yeah. they did yeah. Know, yeah. one side okay. and the other yeah um, i've been down to jam you so there's there's, there's a, a lot of concrete there too Jesus yeah Christ. so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm there's a lot of stadiums there was a fad i want to say like the early 70s where it was just the more concrete the better so we're yeah. talking about Roy Kidd, Eastern Kentucky. We're talking about Murray State, uh, their stadium. We're talking about. I mean, Murray State's know, got a shooting range in it, right? I think so. Yes. Yeah, yes. the racers, they have a shooting range inside. So that may be good for nuclear fallout to take care <laughs> of the zombies after that. Man, the WVU Coliseum would be great for this now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> 
And probably, and I'm, I'm going to say rice again. That's probably the most concrete. <laughs> that was the one I was thinking rice. of. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. of rice because I was like, that thing will fucking survive anything. Yeah, it, in yeah. it, it's also the right kind of dilapidated that yes. after nuclear mm-hmm. fallout, it's it's not even going to be like anything happened. You're just going to walk it, out and it'll be yeah, the same. It worse. It'll look right. this, It'll look exactly the same. Guys, yeah, like we all the civilization. Go ahead. In the it can't get worse vein, Legion Field. Ooh, yes. yeah. Yes, but people have an affinity for the old gray lady, so maybe they'll mm-hmm. put it in a different, but yes. Uh, but Rice Stadium, yeah, it could yeah. be that, that Twilight Zone episode where the guy's in the bunker and the nuclear bomb comes up and then he's, you know, he's there and the only person that survived and he probably wouldn't know about it until he actually left Rice Stadium to know, you know, the, <laughs> the extent of the damage, so. I, I know for a fact it is Aggie-proof. Because ah, I, I'll, well. tell that sto- I'll tell that story later on this season, but uh, the Rice Band, after a particularly infamous show, got, uh, let's say, trapped in the stadium by Aggie students who wanted to give them a good talking to. Wow. But every every scatter band, I, so I was in the Dartmouth band, we were a scatter band, and every scatter band, scramble band, has the show that went too far. Ours was a show at Holy Cross that got us banned for 30 years. <laughs> because we we made fun of this was back in like the this was back in the seventies uh, thirty made, years yeah uh, made fun of Ted Kennedy who was an alumnus this was right after the Chappaquiddick incident oh, oh no uh, damn the, we, called, we called it we called it the Ted Kennedy Olympics what, <laughs> oh, we, we read no. the script every year and there was like the Ted Kennedy drive and swim and things like that so. Uh, we got ask, ask the University of Virginia about the two thousand and two Meineke car yeah table. so so <laughs> University of Virginia had their band actually. Uh, disbanded and reformed after the Meineke Car Care Bowl, University of Virginia. Stanford, I was at that game. Stanford, I remember that show. Uh, Stanford was infamous for chainsawing a spotted owl statue. Uh, a stuffed spotted owl statue. Uh, Rice has the A and M one and an Army one too, I believe. So every every scatter band has the show that went too far. And so yeah, it's a good tradition. Wow. Okay, I actually have a two parter. Go. Oh. Um, so we kind of alluded to this earlier. Do do you believe in ghosts? That's the first part. And which stadium is the most haunted? So now now I'm picking on Rice Stadium. Um, <laughs> so I uh, so do I believe in ghosts? Yes. Okay. Um, I want you know 2019. There was a Friday night game, Wake Forest at Rice, and. Um, I went to the second level and there, you know, there was nobody sitting there. Um, and I remember going towards the bathroom and the underside of the second level bleachers, it reminded me of a Stephen King movie. It looked like just this shady alley that you don't want to go through and you're a hundred percent sure there's nobody up there, but there might be, you know, and so you just left the bathroom and that was an experience all in its own. And so it's flickering. Yeah. Like, yes. You hear the, like, you hear the hoot of an owl. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like that SpongeBob episode where he's looking for the, the murderer, but he's the murderer and he's under <laughs> the spotlight of the street. Yeah. That's what I felt like. And so, um, that, that one really gave it to me. And so, I'm I'm sorry. I want to get to a new game of rice. I'm not got it. Be got welcomed it. here. But we need to go. We need to go. Like, what is, is there? Like, ghost? Uh, there was a show called Ghost Hunters, right? Yeah. Yes. Right. Oh, okay. Hey, we're going to Tim, Rice Stadium. 
Seagulls Committee TM. Ghost Hunter. No, we have our own college football show where we go and look for ghosts at stadiums. We'll buy all the shitty fake gear and be like, oh, oh, here's my like my audacimeter. Oh, look, it's going off. The guys who filmed Ghost Hunters were like, they started here. I can probably find those people and get their stuff. Of course they fucking started in Central Pune. I knew, like, of course they did. <laughs> and you know, we could, another one would be uh, Franklin Field in Philadelphia, Georgia. Oh, you know, you're talking yeah. about uh, yeah. Ivy League. Oh, yeah. The, I, I want to say 1895, so it's the oldest uh, D1 stadium. I went there. The press box is original. They yeah, still got, you know, like phones with, you know, the cords there and everything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Harvard Stadium is is similar. Now they built out the upper level and the columns just for uh, the one Yale game. They put 10,000 extra metal bleachers up there. But those ones give you the feels. So I'll say Franklin Field and I'll say Rice Stadium. Wow. I love I, you. You don't know this about us, but like I have an affinity for Rice Stadium. I like I almost went to Rice. I like Rice a lot. I have friends that went there. Um, we there used to be a big marching contest there that we went to in high school. So like I have this love for that that old ass stadium and it's one of my favorite places it's, it's the only it's, one that i think is what the host of the super bowl we yes, got kennedy given the speech going everything to the there thing. so there's a lot of history there and uh you know you could be in the opposite situation where you're somebody playing in an nfl stadium and you got no hope to get back to a, a regular venue at least there's some history there and they've had some good you know seasons here and there and so um yeah not picking on it but no. it's the answer to a lot of our questions for some reason <laughs> hey girl do you have a question i do uh courtesy of follower hobby underscore bear and sort of relevant to something that i found on twitter today which was michigan players walking out with college football playoff chairs and being super that. excited about the folding chair and me having no idea what was going on with that wow. Uh, what is the weirdest thing that you saw in a stadium not knowing the traditions of a, of a given school? Oof. Um, so I, man, that's a good question. I will say that I was weirded out by Midnight Yell. Um, yep. I knew about the tradition of the event, but I didn't realize that it was a cringe 1940 pep rally thing where guys in overalls were i don't even know how, i mean you guys have seen the clips of it it's, I, I've, uh, I've been to one of them before yeah i know yeah I, look i have i have an aggie in-law i have i have two aggie in-laws i have i have an aggie cousin um i also have my my favorite cousin which i uh shout out cousin john he went to AM for a semester and he said fuck that i'm going to montana <laughs> and he graduated from the Grizz, and then he wound up going to like Oxford. Um, and then after he was done with Oxford, he like went to the University of the Bahamas. Um, so shout out cousin wow. John, hey, cousin uh, John with, that, yeah. with that the the legend. We gotta get cousin John on here. He's uh, he's he's insane. Uh, apparently, he's into uh, some uh, UFC fighting now. I don't know how this happens, but whatever. Shout out cousin John. I will say that if. If you want to get a crowd going, just put on Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer, and it just, it wakes up everybody. And uh, I mean, is that like extra motivation in Rutgers? I mean. Yes. Okay. All right. But, I mean, you know, it, it, feel like, they, they, you know. they always have a uh, vote for these three songs. And it's yeah. always John Denver. It's Journey. 
and yep. it's Bon Jovi or Sweet Caroline. Those would be the four. So um, it always makes, you know, you're, you're, what's that John Mayer on uh, Chappelle's show where he goes into the, the barbershop and he's playing music <laughs> and then people respond is people yeah. could be on their phone. They could be in the bathroom and then here comes Bon Jovi living on a prayer and it's like drop everything and sing your heart out. So, so, um, then, so then what is the song you think you've heard the most this year? So if you don't like Drake, you should not go to a college football game. Let's okay. just say yep. that. First of all, I mean, it's pretty much the pregame two hours going on. But uh, that's one thing I talk about to people. So the cool thing about traveling is you see the differences. But 85 to 90% of what you see is exactly the same everywhere. There's yeah. a, a pregame walk, an eagle walk, a, you know, tiger walk, whatever. There's, you know, the, the certain band cheers and there's things at the beginning of the fourth quarter, they do that. So, but everyone wants to show you why it's the best place because they graduated there and they want you to see it and they like, which makes the experience because you want people to have that, you know, boots on the ground enthusiasm. But I would say, uh, what, what's that? You got to pump it up. Don't you know, mm -hmm. pump it up. That one has been big this year. Um, but journey. Uh, don't stop believing has got to be the number one. That thing just not as not as many up. sweet Carolines. Is sweet Caroline not. There is a lot of sweet Carolines too, but you know it'll be twenty-seven to three going into the fourth quarter, and here comes don't stop believing, and you know that's not like a, a a message to the fans like you better not leave because we <laughs> believe through be a journey. I, I can't imagine living the season that you have and getting to the very end of the season. And still trying to find it in your heart to be like, I'm going to belt out. Don't stop believing for my 85th game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, God. No, thank you. No, it's uh, you just go like rinse, repeat, autopilot type thing, you know. So um, it is honestly now it's I'll just walk to the bathroom and someone will say campus tour guy. Right. And then all of a sudden you're shaking, which is awesome. But you're shaking yeah. a hand. You're, you're on your way to the bathroom and then all of a sudden you're taking a selfie and then you don't know who that person was or what they're going to do with it. And uh, But when you meet somebody, they could have been following you for three or four years and they've been waiting for you to be there. And so you got, you know, you have to have a leave a good impression with that person. Mm -hmm. So even if you're tired, your 85th game, I, I, what I say to people is when you meet me in real life, just automatically assume that I'm hungry and tired. Okay. Yeah. Those are the two things automatically. So, um, but yeah, no, you, you want to get in, you know, that I don't know of anybody that is, you know, my age that is getting, I got invited to the student section at Georgia there, the Georgia spike squad. I got the Ross aid brigade at Purdue. I went down with the student section, uh, in Statesboro, uh, Delta Chi frat. I went down to the frat house and I'm drinking beers and they're doing pledges and every, and you know, just the nicest people. And I just have this little pass because of what I do. And they may not know who I am, like the surrounding people. And if I just show an obstructed view photo, they like every college student in America has seen these photos. Yeah. And so it's, it's pretty cool. And you, and again, if you were going to belt out, don't stop believing in the 85th game, that might be the first time anybody met you. So they want to mm -hmm. see it. Uh, Beth, by the way, asterisk here, when you and I go on our big football game road trip, you and I, uh, I'm going to slide straight back into frat mode and you're going to have to deal with me and like really, oh yeah. Oh, it's going to be so many pairs of like pink shorts. I have, I have all the pink shorts. I got the boat shoes still. I got my visor. Oh, 
I got. Just imagine got, if we do Sicko's Game Day. You get to experience this on the road. Oh yeah, it'll be great. I got my. I we didn't have paddles like 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 beat your ass paddles, but we. I do still have my. I still have my uh, my my pong paddle. Okay, so I still got that. That's good. I do enjoy the juxtaposition of Jordan in full frat mode and me and Beth in our like. We are Northeastern football fans in our hoodies and jeans. We do not dress up for game day. That is dressing up for but game then, day. But yes. then, then you got the crazy Cajun wild card here in the commission. Exactly. You have oh, no yeah. idea what is showing up that day. It, could I be in a great mood? Could I be really organized? Could I just so, want to get really drunk off of dark rum and, and grapefruit soda? Who knows? Probably uh, it's the dark rum and grapefruit soda. Shout out Squared again. <laughs> Uh, at Liam Neighbors three on Twitter asks, "What are your best ways to save money on tickets, travel, food, etc. for your cost of the season?" Yeah, so um, I call it, like I said, I call it the glamour life because really there's nothing glamorous about what you do in between the games. So you hear athletes when they retire, what do they say? I love the games, but it's the stuff, the travel, the practice. The, that's what they don't want to do. Well, that's all it is, and so. My travel tips to save money, number one, is never pay for a hotel. Um, a college game gets out at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, a lot of times you'll have a flight at 5.30 or 6 the next day. Probably the game's starting at 7, so you want to get in at 5. Most hotels you check in at 3. So what's the point of checking in at 3, getting at the game at 5, and not getting back into your hotel at 1 o'clock in the morning? Um, also, you know, if you're going to pay for a hotel and pay for a car to sit in the parking lot at the same time, that's a waste of money. Um, I always will take the early flight or the latest flight. Those are the cheapest ones possible. I have a, a airline credit card with Southwest. I pay every single bill with it all month long. And then at the end of the month, I will pay it off with my checking account and you can earn points and I have a companion pass. So uh, I can have someone come with me for free wherever I go, just simply by paying my bills and, and doing all that. What else? Um, you know, I apply for media credentials. And if you can get that, it's not so much that I'm looking to be in the press box and do all that because nothing that I do is in the press box. So it's a way to get access and not have to pay. And then maybe... You know, you can go up there and grab a meal pregame and you save on that meal. Uh, I don't really, I try not to buy, I've never bought anything at the airport. You got to, before oh, God, you go no. to the airport. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you got to hit a grocery store at midnight. You got to, you know, the reason I talk about convenience stores so much on my account is because what's open at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday in right. Mississippi, right? That's what you got. The gas so, station, the gas station delicacies in, in, in Oxford are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that works out for you great. It works out great. And is I there, just stuffed my phone. Go ahead. Is there like something that so somebody just asked the question, like your favorite candy, uh, that's at George and then a whole bunch of like EO sixty nine, whatever. I'm not doing the rest of that. Uh nice. but like, yeah, nice. I had to say the sixty nine part. But like, <laughs> is there like a staple of you road tripping wise? Is is what is your like go to gas station snack slash candy slash drink or whatever it is. What is the one that it's like, I know you're traveling all over the place, but what is the one that you just go to and like, Hey, I need to go get this Mountain Dew or this, this energy drink or, or this particular type of 
candy or whatever it is. What is that? So if I can, so I, I discovered that living in California, we have some of the best selections anywhere. And so I've discovered that like I'm a high end convenience store connoisseur. So I will go somewhere and maybe they don't have what I'm looking for. And I'll go to the next one just because I'm like that, you know, so assuming things are open, but I'm always trying to get a ghost uh, rock star type drink, you know, so yeah. that that's the brand I'm trying to get. Um, there is a it's Lenny and Larry's protein cookie with yep. macadamia nuts and uh, white chocolate chips. I will like drive 20 miles to get that. In every uh, I, sheets next to the donuts. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Um, there's cinnamon bears. I love those. Like uh, gelatinous, you know that they're not good for you. I love that. Um, and then if, you know, uh, Jordan was talking about Bucky's, if I could get anything warm, that is a huge thing too. So any of those, I need a, I need a, a even if the, at this point when you're staying up every night, the rock stars are just like a placebo effect but it makes you feel like you're getting yeah, it's, that. At some point, your body is so used to taurating caffeine, there's no way it's affecting you. No. You'd have, you'd, have to, you'd have to snort direct, like, powdered caffeine to even, like... It's like, <laughs> okay, if you drive three hours, you get this, right? It's yeah. almost like the reward that yeah. you get. Mm -hmm. And so um, those would be some... Uh, the, <laughs> now I'm the imagining state. Pavlov's dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you, get the, you get the rock star. The rock star at the end, yeah. <laughs> you get the rock star treat at the end of the drive. That's what I do. If it, you know, say it's a 400 mile drive. If I can get to 200, I get a rock star. Okay, let's go do that. So it Perfect. it it works. Because the worst thing I talked to Roger Sherman about getting tired while driving, and you you get the shakes a little bit. Um, I rub my legs because when my legs start to move, I know I got like tired legs. Um, you know, you turn the air conditioner up really high. You put on some music that you know has a bunch of bad words in it and you get caught up in it. So those are the tricks. But that's a scary thing because the secret weapon in traveling is driving. And you can cover a ton of ground if you're willing to do it. But there are plenty of nights where it, you got a nine-hour drive and you got a 12-hour window and you've been on the road for 25 days. You got to do it if you want to get there. So things like rock stars and, and you know, uh, cinnamon bears and protein cookies or anything like that, they, they have a small motivating factor. We got to get you there. There's your sponsorship set for next year. That's we'll what you need. You. We'll get you, you need, on board with this. Yeah. Need, yeah you Larry, need, Larry and Lenny's will totally. Larry, Larry and Lenny's totally. sponsor. Uh, let's get him some rock star. Like you need like CFB campus tour merch with like just like a rock star. Like, <laughs> Like, like I, I'm sure there's like you know, Arthur. Somebody sponsors a, a you know, a, a car, right? Like a NASCAR or some sort of like auto driving or something oh, yeah. like that. It, yeah, it is definitely got a spot. Get campus tour, the rock star, right? Well, in in National Rental Car, I got 104 days with them this Perfect. year. Yeah, uh, National Rental Car. It, it, you guys, getting back to the the original part of the question, how do you save money? I always talk about Planet Fitness. Okay, twenty three dollars a month open 24 hours a day so you can work out whenever. They always have showers, so after a game I can go shower. They have Wi-Fi so you can get on there and do your little flyers and your tweeting. And when you're trying to find a place that's safe to sleep in the middle of the night, 
a parking lot where the the business is open 24 hours a day, you're not going to get police or anybody going there. So $23 a month, you can get 24 hour gym access, shower facilities, free Wi-Fi, and a free Plan- parking lot. Plan- where you're not going to get that. So, yeah, we got to get him a sponsor along with trying to get ourselves a sponsor. Let's get yes. you one too. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, we could all work out together at Planet Fitness. Exactly. That like that. I, you, can, you can work out. I will sit in the sauna or the spa. Do the Wi-Fi. Do the yeah, Wi-Fi. Fine. I get the Wi-Fi. Fine. <laughs> that's fine. I'll try to get your 315 squat going. I don't know. There we go. I, yeah, well, I, I got to get back to it myself because yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think I'm, right now. I think, I mean, the, the last time I squatted was maybe like 250. I was lucky. But like leg press, I could do. The legs are good, but the the rest of the body is the not arms are weak good. and flabby. Yeah, I got the you. arms are the you know I mean the shoulders are still good from the baseball days, but the the legs are still good, but the 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 belly weak and flabby. Mm. <laughs> so as as we go on, do we want to talk about the title game? Like, no, I want to. I, we got yeah. some stuff here, so we we got the thing that we want to talk about here, which um, we had our sickos way too early top thirty. Um, which is which is something that everybody's doing their way too early, like top twenty five or I whatever. Didn't wanna, okay, clearly, I did not want to do this. You no. harangued me into it. I was like, let's do this, and I want this to be ridiculous. And I want. And I got to be, weirdly into this. And, you did. and Beth I'm glad was you did. all all about this. Like our our Patreon members, they were about this. Let's let's throw in some weird stuff here. So I mean, really, I left the top two unchanged. Uh, I was just like, it's Iowa, Nebraska. You're one and two, whatever. I left it unchanged. There were some people in the comments that we tweeted, which apparently is over like 2,000 likes at this point. Yeah, this, uh, again, this took off for no goddamn reason. Once, just, once again, proving that if is, I literally just put together a shitty list every Monday morning and tweeted it. it out, you can it just would do get... a shitty list. People will argue and they will go insane. It's just like, mm. we just did this. We did this because I, I wanted to basically, uh-huh. I wanted to. I wanted to basically do something like this on our own version to kind of mock everybody else doing these. It just bit. means I get to talk about my alma mater on like four different Wait, but platforms. That's, that's the thing, right? Because yes. Beth put Teal College, D3 Teal College, at yes. number 13, which right. is great. And several people in our comments were like, is that Teal College? Is that Teal College? It is Teal College at we number are, 13. We are, we are going to blow um, up your school. It's going to be the biggest merch. Seriously. This is one, more of merch. The, one of the smallest D3 colleges, maybe the worst team in the history of football. I'm in the middle of a research project right now to. Yeah, it might actually be. It might actually be the worst. It, it may be the worst. It may be. Uh, but, the, you know, people are like, why is Teal College here? I, like, I have to defend it on Instagram. One of, yeah. one of our. When you decide to knock out the 243 D3 stadiums, I'm here with you. Ridiculous. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm already thinking, why haven't I to- stopped to done a campus stop at Teal College? I need to do that. Gotta so. go to Teal College. When you do, and, and call, by call. Beth for Altoona Man, Pizza. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania has, right. like, a bajillion oh, when you start doing d2 you want to hit all the PSAC schools let me know yeah. well, I've, been to, I've been to cuts down i know that um that i did you a, said a it right already. yeah i i fucked up i fucked up cuts down andre reads andre reads alma mater so mm-hmm. we knew that growing up but Definitely. yeah i gotta let's let's schedule a teal comp uh teal college campus stop oh let's God. do that i i kind of would i would love to like the entire committee go to a teal college game 
Hell yeah. Yes. We yeah. can all watch from the cemetery. This is going to be great. Oh my <laughs> God, does, yes. So they don't have away bleachers. Just spoiler alert, it's a cemetery. So, so. so or the wanna, bodies of our victims. The bodies I, of the hey, two the college. Cheapest, the cheapest all ticket in town them. is just to park in the Episcopal Cemetery and watch a game while you sit on uh, Agnes Wright's grave. So The, the, the best comment Love from you, this Agnes. death was that someone was like, man, Teal Beats was, it was like Bethany or whatever. And all of a sudden they get uppity and feel like they should be on a list. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, I'm just, it was so great. So we did Iowa, Nebraska one and two. Then we did Strawberry Pop Tarts Evil Twin, like telenovela style, by throwing a goatee on. Huh? <laughs> it was just like I just wanted to post this yeah, for the Strawberry Pop Tart with a goatee on its own. That's all I wanted to well, do. I'm that. gonna, the rest I'm, gonna of- I'm gonna use this all goddamn season. Th- all seriously, goddamn. at all damn off season, it's Strawberry Pop Tarts. The the goatee, oh, the, the evil Pop-Tart twin. Will play along. Yeah, of course. Totally. Uh, we had the ghost of the Big Ten West at four, uh, which is the Greystone. Beautiful. Kibby Dome at five. Auburn at six. Like nobody's commented on Auburn being six. Like they've they've been whether, like whether it's in the right or wrong place, is, no one's saving. No, that is because Auburn at six is correct. Yeah, Auburn at six is correct. Like I was like, we're gonna be a dynasty. We're back to back to back. So, so uh, someone said three peats hard, man. Three peats very uh, hard. Three peats very hard. And Nebraska was like, "Are you sure they got this great recruit and all that?" I'm like, "This is not serious." It's <laughs> just like uh, number seven, Tubby, uh, which you know, again, Duke's Mayo appreciated this. They've been all over the Instagram with with Tubby, like responding to uh, that. There, uh, number eight, Colorado. Number number nine ULM because of course ULM has been mentioned. Have to. Uh, we have to mention ULM. That's that's what we do here. Number ten UMass. Number eleven UConn. I'm surprised we haven't gotten any UConn UMass. Like they're they're like, so focused on basketball right now. Yeah, you, they are. UConn fans are they're, all watching. They're basketball not. Right they're not. They're not. They're not now. focused. They're done. Uh, number twelve was the application for the Iowa offensive coordinator. <laughs> Can I just say that the fact that the, I've heard zero they movement on that one. is so is they don't need one. So they worrying. haven't had one for years. It's so fine. Worrying. If I were an Iowa fan, I would be so worried at this point because, like, even even teams like Northwestern made a great move. They grabbed uh, South Dakota State's OC like after the game, and yeah. then what did South Dakota State do? They grabbed North Dakota's OC. Who has been really yeah. good and a great recruiter? And yeah. every every day we move forward is one day closer to the day Kirk Ferentz says I'll be calling the place. It's one day oh, closer. Uh, who announced that today? Who who said it today? Did Hugh Lucy, Freeze? I'm sorry, Lucy, don't yell at me. Did Hugh Freeze say he was going to call the plays today? Yes, Hugh Freeze. Yes, Hugh, Freeze. No. Hugh Freeze said no. I'm going to call the plays. Yes, Hugh no. Freeze has got the offense. Hugh Freeze is Hugh Freeze has always been good at calls. Does uh, Kirk Ferentz <laughs> have any other children? Oh, I don't know. I he does. Are there more? Are there well, more I mean, you know, it, maybe he's just holding out for another family member. Is there, is, are there more Ferences? Or is it, is it, or is it like Ferenc I, like Cacti? Yeah. No, it's oh my like God, there's so many names here. It's Ferenc I, Ferenc, like, like it's Mary a Roman Ferenc, family. James Ferenc, Stephen Ferenc. Oh, God. There's a lot of Ferences. There's so many. The other two brothers are going to be co-Ferenc I. There we go. So many. Great. So oh, can, I we, say, can I say oh. that, by the way, my favorite, uh, when when I, when I made the post the other night about uh, James T. Kirk from Star Trek being an Iowa yes. fan, the yeah. best was someone coming up with the Jeopardy answer of uh, James Tiberius Kirk Ferentz as a, as a before oh, and after. Yeah. Like, That's it, like, yeah. I think there's somebody in our Discord that is amazing with those names. 
like does the like two names combined it was so good. and it's like a perfect it, i think it was a, one was like tommy john something i cannot remember it off the top of my head hmm. i apologize so there is a so james ferens is a center for the patriots oh okay Brian coached for the patriots he did yeah. oh there's a connection here we go and, that, and that's uh, why and that's why we're gonna have offensive coordinator bill belichick all right so wow. we got we'll oh continue God. with the way too early top 30 we're, we're running we're trying to get through go, some time go, go. here but uh we got the teal tomcats at 13 where they belong uh texas a&m at 14 nobody said anything about a&m either which is weird because so i guess that we nailed that one mm-hmm. uh then we have maction at 15 the cw somebody said the cw was way too high oh i see which low. i, I disagree um, but then we have Miami at 17. I didn't Rutgers realize you did 18. that. Yeah. Rutgers beat Miami in a bowl game. We fucked that up. No, I did that on purpose to have oh, it backwards. So- That's right. Want to stir some, some crap here. Syracuse. Uh, I'm sorry, not Syracuse. Syracuse. Stanford. <laughs> I'll get to Syracuse later because no Syracuse was mad. They were not involved. Yeah. And then other, there was another th- section of Syracuse fans that were like, thank God that they, they, they weren't involved. Uh, so there was like Q's fans mad that they weren't ranked other Q's fans that were, thank God they weren't ranked. So Stanford, uh, including the Stanford tree, uh, Twitter account 19, we had the mountain West pack two Alliance, which somebody said that you put the, the mountain West and, and then the pack two was like, um, I, the math term I'm looking for it. An exponent, the exponent of mm. the mountain West. So I, I was looking for the math term and I could not the find it. The Mountain West to the pack tooth power. Yeah, this the, the is the tooth power. That's right. This is some differential calculus that I cannot do. Yeah, really. Lovely. Uh, then we had Cal. Somebody said, "Is it is it like the school or is it a it's person? A guy. a guy named Cal. Yeah. Or a guy named Cal. I just said yes. Um, somebody was mad that we had New Mexico State at twenty seven instead of twenty two, because we could have had the dueling pistol Pete's. Oh, that would have been good. It would have been good. We didn't think about that ahead of time. Uh, So Sam Houston was 22, Oklahoma State 23, Minnesota 24, Kennesaw State, brand new FBS team 25. Uh, 26 was the sixth year quarterbacks, which I wanted six I couldn't find a good, I know. It didn't fit, and I couldn't find a good picture to represent it. That's my fault. It's okay. I I, I cheaped out on that one. It works. It's fine. Like six year QBs, there's only a few seven year QBs. Uh, we had New Mexico State at 27. 28, it's the Hawaii and the Hawaii test. 29, it's Delaware because they are playing the weird year that doesn't count. Yeah, their transitionary the, year. The transition year. So that the whole year doesn't count. I don't even know what they're going to do. Whatever. Uh, and then number 30, I had to get 30 in. So it was either Syracuse or Perry the Pylon. And I had to get Perry the Pylon in. Like I had to give the nod to Perry the Pylon ahead of Syracuse. So Q's fans that were mad that they didn't make it blame Perry. We love the pylons. Uh, um, Q's fans that were glad they didn't make it. Thank Perry, the pylon. So during the game and afterwards, people were being very morose about the lack of football coming up. And, you know, here we always like to bring in other kinds of football for you to watch. And I listed some of the leagues that are coming out. Some of the ones we've seen before and some of the newer ones. I got yelled at because I missed some, apparently. But first off, our favorite, the Italian Football League, uh, is an, is a league of people in Italy who play American football. 
Because if you just Google Italian football league, it comes up with Serie A, which is not what Serie, I'm talking about. Serie A. And, my, and, my team Sassuolo is not doing great this year. I hope they don't get relegated. Last year we found it interesting because Toledo, Ohio, was the location of the championship game. The not called the pasta bowl. I keep wanting to call it the pasta bowl. It's it's the you know, no. I wanted to call the game the the pasta bowl. The I believe the game itself it's is the, the Italian bowl. Of our hearts. It's I believe it's it called the Italian bowl. bowl. Can we can, can we just it do it bowl. and then maybe the Italian yeah. uh, football league will adapt it and call it the pasta bowl. So I, I can, so I so badly want this to be like a Four Seasons total landscaping thing <laughs> where they were trying to put it in Toledo, Spain, and they bought tickets to the wrong one, and no one will admit it. They so so this year. First off, uh, pour one out to my dear Lazio Ducks. The Ducks are no longer; they're the Lazio Marines now, I believe. Yeah, and it's a bird. It's a bird. The military industrial complex. Yeah, comes now, first I, off. I, I, I oh. hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't with Lazio because Lazio's history is. Uh, uh, well, yeah, they were they were Mussolini's favorite. We do not don't, need. Don't Google. Don't. Yeah, do we, that. We, don't, no. we don't need Lazio fans being armed. <laughs> please. Uh, don't so, Google it. But they're playing the championship, the possible that I'm now calling it that in Italy this year. But next year they are back in Toledo, Ohio. Okay. So everyone plan summer of 2025. Meet up possible in Toledo, Ohio. Meet up in Toledo, yeah. And they'll dump a lot of spaghetti on the winning head Dude, they need to do that. I hope so. Why would you not do that? Okay. Well, I I think think we need to... We need to go a year earlier. We should all go to Italy for this year's championship. All right. Join our Patreon. Get us to Italy. Uh, get us to Italy. Get our asses to Italy. I also kind of love us having our own Passover blessing to each other that is just next year in Toledo. Next year in Toledo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. Done. Well, CFB Campus Tour will come with this. We also uh, have... We'll, we'll get them to Italy, too. We'll get all these sponsorships. We're, we're going to Italy. <laughs> we also I'm bringing have the family, the... by the way. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to have to because I'm not going to let you go by yourself. Uh, also, the United no Football League, which is the, which is the XFL-USFL Merger League, starts on March 30th. They've already I had don't... a draft. Uh, Lindsey Scott Jr. is going to be in the league this year. Super no, excited about that. That was a disbursement draft. I know, because he was used to be on yeah. the... No, it's... it's So, basically, the all the teams that, like, the they just labeled as defunct or they just merged them, they oh, did like, a like, dif- like, disbursement like, draft. Like the yeah. Breakers. Like the Breakers, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, how are they going to do that to my New Orleans Breakers? I don't know, I, man. I'm, I'm very sorry. upset. Yeah, they never got to play in New Orleans. I And we lost the blob. We did. The Philadelphia Stars. We lost the, the best mascot. In... There's also the German Football League, which is the German American Football League, also formerly known as the American Football Bundesliga. Uh, the most, so the team that has won that the most, by the way, is a team called the New Yorker Lions from Braunschweig. Sure. But the team in the South that has been very strong is the, uh, the shot, oh God, Schweizbisch Hall Unicorn. <laughs> and like that. we need more teams who are unicorns. I can only think of one other one, and that's New Braunfels High School in Texas. Is a unicorn. I, so um, I don't want to say this like to to dox me too much, but lives in New Braunfels. Yeah, and her her son goes to the Unicorns High School, and mm-hmm. she doesn't like the name. And I've I've vehemently disagreed with her about that name. I'm like, you should love the unicorn name, and she's not a fan. I'm like, just embrace the unicorns. Because you are one of the like only. Very few, yes. Very few. Uh, Respect so embrace for quirky it. mascots. Respect for quirky mascots. And so there's also the European League of Football. That is the pan-European league that has teams in a bunch of different countries, including Spain, Germany, Poland, 
hungry. I think the team is still there. A couple of them closed down. They're still working on this, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. That one is hard to find because they have their own like streaming platform, which I wish they didn't. I wish they could just show us the damn games because just put it on stadium like, like a, real people like a lot of people would watch this damn thing if they would just mm-hmm. put it on because it's something to watch in the summer but we don't and then of course on june 6th the cfl kicks off which is one of our favorites dude uh, uh so somebody said that we need to do like a cfl team primer good God. Uh, for that and if okay, you all of, everyone here is an edmonton elk fan okay congrats if you're um, listening to this, you're now an Edmonton Elk fan. Seriously, either Edmonton Elks or the Ottawa Red Blacks. Mm-hmm. Because it's in all caps, you have to yell it. Dylan uh, Jordan so- start singing. He's going to start singing Les Mis. You did this. Miz, no, no. This. No, but no. Seriously, we can go over the primer of the teams. Um, our Canadian correspondent, Joey, will definitely do that. We also did probably one of my favorite episodes that we've done on this podcast. Which, uh, if you search it, it is... It, it is called uh, Shreveport Saves Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, we 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 did the history of the podcast. Uh, we did the history of the CFL's attempt to es- expand into the United States. It's with Ryan Nanny of the Shutdown Fullcast and many other spots now, uh, which is incredible. Uh, it, it's a great podcast, uh, and I actually read a book for that podcast uh, along with a couple of Commission's Corners, but. Yeah, it, we'll do a primer for that to get everybody hyped. Uh, we may reach out to some of our CFL followers that yeah. do some media there to help us out and, and see if we can get them on the podcast too. And our and last, good. Real quick, I am strongly considering doing a CFL tour um, yeah. because it's my second favorite brand of football. You guys tweet about CFL, and I swear I jump on those comments more than – uh, I would for the Super Bowl of the NFL. And what's interesting about their schedule is they'll have a one game on Friday, one game on Saturday, one game on Sunday, one game on Monday. You could knock out the entire CFL in a two or three week period. So yeah. uh, I thought about doing it last year and there was they can a like hit where- it before the college football season. Yeah. Cause August 6th. Yeah, exactly. So there was a weekend where you could do the three uh, most Eastern schools and there was a Toronto blue Jays game in between. So, um, you know, maybe I'm going to be on tour when you guys are doing your, your primers and coverage and everything. That would great. Be great. I want to, I want to go to that, that weird, like they do that Atlantic game. Oh yeah. The one they, they do out that one. Yeah, yeah, I want to go. They, to they played out uh, where uh, in New Brunswick or something. Yeah, I want to go. You are, to uh, you are, I hope they don't fucking play it. Goddamn Newfoundland! God, Stop slandering the list. Stop Jordan. slandering Newfies. Newfoundland, like for fucking, real. Fucking weird ass Newfies. <laughs> Just I don't want you perverts to your podcast. Watched, Stop is there listening. a reason? Is there a reason to do this? Is like you watch Shorty a bunch? No, and you just, I like that. Newfies one... are just weird, man. It's not their fault that they have a tendency to drool, Jordan. I, that's just- Listen, some of us have webbed feet, and you just need to be kind. Yeah. Look, I, you know, there are, there are lots of amazing Canadian provinces. Some have narwhals on their on their like state or province seals. Wait, is this a vexillology beef? No, 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 no. Well, I, I actually like their. They have a green, white, pink tricolor that I kind of like. That's okay. an old school Newfie flag. That's fine. But green no, they're all nice. just. Weird. They're all just like weird perverts. No, no. You don't, you don't want anything to do that. <laughs> And then the other bit of news we got today, which is a very much, very much Sickos Committee bit of news, is that yeah. the Holt Arena, historic 
Holt Arena in Pocatello, home of the Idaho State Bengals, has been renamed. They have be, uh, the Idaho Central Credit Union, ICCU, has given them $6 million over 12 years to uh, help out their sports programs and is now the ICCU Dome. No longer Holt Arena, so... I don't know. Oh, yeah. Field's right. going to have to update the shirt. Yeah. No, no we're going to... I mean, no. Holt in our hearts. It's, it's, it's yeah. always Holt Arena. Um, it, it Technically, it's Holt Mini Dome. Um, you know, that was the original one for like like two years before it became Holt Arena. Um, the funny thing is now... So it's the ICCU Dome? ICC, I, I think I threw an ICCU Dome, yes. ICCCU Dome. Are right? they going to do some like the Holt Arena at the ICCCCCU Dome or some such? No, but the funny thing is if you look at the Kibbe Dome... Uh, they have the same sponsor. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like the ICCCCU Kibby Dome at whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, or they say like, uh, I'm sorry. It, it is so. <laughs> this is uh, stoked the Idaho fires, um, and I love that there was like a couple of replies like, "Well, you mean to tell me the other school in Idaho has a weird dome too?" And I was like, "Yes." Uh, yes, if you, they if do. If you're new following us, every, you may not know about the dome every, fight. Every single Division One stadium in Idaho has something ridiculously unique about it. I would just say that. You got the Kibbe Dome, you got the Blue Turf in Boise, and then you got the Holt Arena, which is basically... Goes the wrong way. The, the perpendicular Kibbe Dome. <laughs> Okay, yeah, the so Holt strange. Arena. Holt Arena is the oldest on-campus dome Division One stadium. So yeah. when people, it was before the Kibbe Dome. It was. And if if you look at Northern Iowa, it's very similar. If you look at Northern Arizona, it's very similar. Yep. So Holt Arena spawned a lot of copycats. But um, yeah, it's crazy that they're. I believe the basketball arena at Idaho also has some ICCCU backing um, too. Yeah, there's so the the credit unions in the area are really really. Who is this up powerhouse questions. credit union? Like seriously, like when I went to Pocatello, like the credit unions there, like just the one that sponsored them, nothing but Idaho State flags everywhere in the parking lots. It was nuts. It was it was just something that uh, they're they're really big supporters of of the entire state of Idaho, which is which is fantastic. And Idaho State to get this type of funding, which when I was there at the game, they got some funding for, uh, I think it was some tour, uh, type of like workout supplement and gym equipment they got, uh, when I was at their homecoming game, which is, I mean, somebody made like a $250,000 donation there. Uh, shout out to their athletic director, Pauline, uh, which she is amazing. Uh, incredible. Like just in the, the best part about Pauline at that game she was pacing the sidelines like the, the biggest fan uh, that I've ever seen. And I don't think you really see ADs do that too often because you'll see the ADs in the booth of like an SEC game and they're just sitting there. I, I'm talking about Pauline's like walking back and forth the sidelines on every single play, like just hoping for the best for the, the Idaho State Bengals. So uh, shout out to them. Uh, we're still going to call it Holt Arena though. It, listen, if we're going to change the name to anything, we need to go to Milton Holt's nickname, and we need to have the Kibby Dome in the Dubby Dome. <laughs> That's a weird poll. Good for you. Very nice. It, it yes, deep. Milton Dubby Holt. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> we do. I wish I was kidding. I am not kidding. We we need to. We I guess we do need to mention the, play, the the championship game. It was fine. A lot of people were way more down on it than I was. I think it was a pretty good game until like it got blown open. Uh, Michigan was hell bent on shooting themselves in the foot in the front first half. Like they could have shut this game, like closed the door on the game and just refused to several times over. Who yelled like, at them to run the ball? It was me. It was, it was me. You. It was Jordan. Okay. It was All me. Right. Jordan was like, Michigan, what the hell are you doing? Just run the ball. Like uh, this is, this is the utmost in like, just be Steve Spurrier and run the same play until they show you can stop. It. I thought it was chicken sedan. That was me. God is my witness. I 100% thought it was, it was me sedan. because it was frust- It was frustrating me to watch them try to do things. They clearly, did not want to do and clearly were is weren't working as well as just beating the Huskies in the face. And, and if you want to talk about like, Oh, you know, there was some like, yes. Was, was, was Michigan's defense getting some holding calls, not called on them. They were grabbing some jerseys full on. Probably. Yes. Uh, oh, who are the refs? ACC refs. Love. ACC. You're welcome. I, I yeah. do think Whatever. that, the final score was 23-3, correct? Did I get that right? That was the no. other no. Oh, shit. game yes, you attended. Oh, shit. It was 34-13, I believe. 34-13, my bad. So you're thinking of the FCCS title game. Okay, so, yeah, so at, at, at 34-13, <laughs> I think I'm going to give the closest prediction to either Beth or Kamish. Beth predicted 29-11. Kamish predicted 33-25. I think I'm going to give it to Beth. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Beth. I'm gonna give it to right rules. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I would. I would give it to Beth too because I mean she missed the missed the Michigan score uh, by what like five, and then yeah. she she missed the Washington score by two. Um, I missed the Michigan score by by one, um, but I did miss the the Washington score by twelve. So uh, via that, Beth 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 pretty much saw this one coming. I think. Uh, Michael, how are the vibes in the room? Like, did they, everyone there seem to enjoy the game? Did Washington fans feel okay at least for a bit? Uh, it was so. First of all, it was seventy thirty Michigan. Uh, yeah. Strong mm-hmm. representation. It went from you know a close game and we're in it to when Michigan started putting it away. It was all the cheater talk. It was um, you know you're going to have the title stripped from you right after the season anyway. So you know, win now and you're going to lose later. Uh, it got, you know, when, when you're, I don't want to say ganged up on, but when you're 70, 30 and you paid a lot of money and your team is losing, you're going to pull out all the, what you believe are the Trump cards and pointing to the sign stealing was the go-to thing. Of course. Uh, to uh, undercut Michigan's dominant victory. The Michigan fans, I assume though, were having a great time through all that. Oh, they're having a great time, you know, going down the ramp. I mean, it was tornado-like conditions outside of uh, the dome there. And on the way down the escalators, you know, it's hail. I I can't remember the saying, but something is great to be a Wolverine. And, uh, you know, all you have to do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, it was a celebration. And what was funny is when the game was over, they put on the scoreboard that we couldn't leave because there was lightning in the area. <laughs> you are so, you are stuck that's, here in that's reliance. The absolute opposite of every bowl game I've ever been to, where love, it's just like game is now. over. Out. I love the the thing that I said on the podcast on Sunday. I was like, open the roof uh, for this game, and then it turned out to be like, no, keep the roof closed. The roof is still leaking. 
<laughs> yeah, but the roof kind of opened itself just a it little opened tiny itself bit. Just a little bit. And what was crazy is the year before at SoFi Stadium, it rained inside the dome, and mm -hmm. I was there, and that little canopy covers 90% of the stadium, but none of the escalators on the perimeter going up. So people I, were I was sure that I was sure that SoFi Stadium was an actual dome. No yeah, one no. had told me that it's just like a stadium with a like a rain hat on. Well, it yeah, never think, rains in Southern California. So. Then why build the dome in the first place? I think they pictured uh, September football in LA, and it was just going to be that beautiful light coming through, and it was never going to be any other type of condition. Well, you know, you it, December and January college football is a whole different ball game. But you have what the commission is saying: you have two, you know, it's leaking in a, a dome, and then the year before it's raining in a dome. So. Um, that was a that was a huge contrast, but they didn't want us to leave, so all the Washington fans had to stay there for the oh, trophy presentation wow. and oh. the confetti and the most valuable oh. player and who's got it better than us, nobody and all that stuff. So, but then there was a point where I was sitting at the top of the fifty yard line, just chilling out, and the security yelled and like, "Get out of here!" And I said, "You just said we can't leave," and they said, "No, now you have to leave." And so it, it flipped very quickly. <laughs> like, I no, you're safe now. Tornado passed. Get the hell out yeah, of here. Yeah, no more lightning guaranteed. Just, go go yeah. to Wright Stadium. It's safe there. Yeah, go to the Astrodome. Go to the Astrodome. You, you posted right the picture door. of the Astrodome, and like, I, I I know it's right there, and you drive past it. I remember being a kid going to the Astrodome. I went there like two or three times, and it seemed just so huge. But to see it so small compared to Energy Stadium always blows my mind. And yeah, yeah, that was the first time I'd ever been a, in that close of proximity to it, and. You know, you got you got to see a game there. I played Tech Mobile back in the day, and yeah. I always use I always use the Oilers with their run and shoot, and just you know those House of Pain and Buddy Ryan throwing punches. It just had the uniforms are amazing. So, uh, you know, I tweeted, I said, okay, I'm resigned to the fact that we got to play indoors, but there's still three hours before kickoff. Let's go to the dome and uh, people. It, it just looked cool, and so, but yeah. yes, in comparison yeah. to NRG Stadium, it looks like it's you know, four-year-old nephew. Yeah, it's like a high school stadium. It's looks so tiny. And it, in Dash my Dome, mind, I was like, yeah. oh my God, it's I, so big. The Astrodome was, was, I think I went to the last game in the Astrodome where they had like this crazy scoreboard with like yeah. effects on it. Mm -hmm. And I think like Glenn Davis hit a home run. Uh, and they, there was like the last time, like the crazy scoreboard firework thingy was used in the last game of the season. I don't even know Man, who they Houston. were playing. Houston, it was so Houston crazy. football, like the Houston Cougars played there for like two yeah. decades too. I can't even fathom getting over there. Oh man. No. I think Andre Ware played in that dorm, right? He did. He did. Yeah, he did. Season was in, in that dome. David Klingler, that whole, yeah, that Klingler whole after him. Yeah. I think my manager uh, at a restaurant in Monroe was a wide receiver for Houston at the time. He was like, like a, like a, like a slot receiver. His name was Marty. I forgot his last name though. Uh, but, he was a slot receiver for, for Ware and Klingler, but he wasn't, he wasn't big. He was like five, seven, but like stocky, like the perfect, like slot receiver, Texas that you'd want in a crazy Houston style offense back in the early nineties. Uh, we also, this game was a little weird because Michigan had turnovers in this game. And that was something they had not done. And we no. started thinking, we started thinking about this and Kamish realized that, most of Michigan's turnovers this season came against Bowling Green. Like, <laughs> the Falcons, like, the, I, I remember the, Michigan fans having, like, a, a, they were mostly not, 
Was it in garbage time? I can't even remember. No. No, J.J. McCarthy threw those interceptions. That's right. J.J. McCarthy threw three INTs in the game against Bowling Green. They also fumbled a punt, I believe, or a kick return. Michigan fumbling a punt? Imagine that. No. Weird. That's crazy. So, like, the thing that I prompted, I did the tweet. uh, So, Cole Kublik indicated that Michigan had five offensive turnovers. I looked at the Bowling Green game, and it showed four turnovers. So I was looking and I was trying to figure out if there was a fumble. I was like, fine, let's just go with it. It's four turnovers for Bowling Green. Uh, Michigan fans. Uh, well, actually, well, sir. Well, actually, uh, sir. Well, actually, one of these one of were on special teams. And I was like, okay, my bad. So the other one was on UNLV. And then Purdue got a special teams fumble. <laughs> and then Maryland was the one that I got the other INT. So out of the five turnovers on offense that Michigan had, Bowling Green had sixty caused sixty percent of the turnovers, which again Bowling Green that was so much fun this year. Bowling Green so much fun are the only Falcons that a Saints fan commish could love. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Air Force too. Uh, you're cool, but you know the, those Atlanta Falcons. You know whatever. And of course, we don't have to talk about that touchdown either. I don't care. And of course, this brings Jim Harbaugh. He can eat at the big kids table now at Thanksgiving. Because Jim has an, has an FBS championship. John has a Super Bowl championship. Who and beat, Dad. Who beat, who beat, who beat Jim. Jim. Yeah. And Dad in, in won. In the Super Bowl. Dad won a Division I 2A championship at Western Kentucky. And the picture that they used for that, I put it in the show notes. You can scroll down and you can see uh, you can see Jack Harbaugh holding up his like championship thing. But then just look in the corner, you see a black and white shot of Big Red staring you down and a little girl who looks like she's about to light shit on fire. I don't know who that girl is. I need to find out. That's an off-season project. It's amazing. Yeah. Somebody and in the for- replies probably said that. But yeah, Big Red holding the girl. Are you the one that tweeted, like, this is, like, the last known photo of this girl? Yeah, this, I was like, this is, like, very it's unsolved a- mystery. Somebody said, somebody said Big Red ate her. <laughs> but then but then someone made a good point like the girl actually looks more intimidating the girl is like this is the monster i have tamed yeah, this, yeah, this no, looks they, like they something like that would be a flashback in a horror movie yes yes yeah they went and is, did some the girl, and she is fucked off to a tropical island like is the that's girl how this movie goes. is the girl boo from monsters yes, inc this is you know what this is monsters inc you're absolutely this right. is monster monsters inc it was based off of this photo with big red and this girl Not i just afraid like of big red at I, all. I love the idea that there, the, that Jim actually had to sit at the kid, little kids' table like the last twenty years of Thanksgivings, and he finally think, gets to sit and get the big like the Tom gets Crean, a drumstick now. Do you think Tom Crean, since he married into this family, do you think Tom Crean is still at the kids' table, even though he made a Final Four? I would make him sit. I would make him sit at the kids' table. So Tom Crean's got to be <laughs> at the Tom, kids' table. He's Tom Crean. It's so annoying. It's Tom Crean, <laughs> which there was the Tom Crean meme. I forgot what it was. Well, can we take a second to talk about the picture of him in the stands at this game, too? Oh, yeah. That's what I wanted to talk about. His face. His face. How does he always look like that in pictures? And, like, I understand that his face looks like that. (laughs) But why does his expression always look like that? He has resting Tom Crane face, I guess. Let me throw it in the notes. So, so funnily enough, I want to say that... He was he next. Looks, Michigan to... is winning, and he looks so sad. It's like, like uh, Eli Manning rooting against his brother type thing. Yes, he's just like, 
that Tom Crean has has the, the job's not done. Game's not over. It's only 17-3. They settled for a field goal. Tom Crean was not happy that they settled for a field goal here. Uh, so the picture actually was taken next to someone I follow on Twitter. What? Uh, Ashley Budo. She's a journalist for I forget who. Her Twitter handle is Little Butts. Let me find it. Little I don't know butts. why. I don't know why I follow her on Twitter, but I do. Her her handle is Little Butts. Yeah. Okay. She's a journalist. She said other journalists follow her, and she saw the picture and was like, "Wait, I'm in this picture, like like looking at my own phone." It was great. Anyways, uh, like. The whole game, like I said, people were like, well, this is just like last year's Georgia TCU blowout. Guys, y'all didn't apparently watch that game if you think it was the same thing. Because that game was never, never even achievable. This thing was close for about uh, a half, maybe. Yeah, it felt weird to me, kind of the online mood. Like, that was not what I was expecting at all. And, you know, maybe people were just really excited by the semifinals and how good those games were. And, you know, I would admit that this championship game was not quite as good from a football perspective as those semifinal games. But like, I was just really surprised by the online mood, especially, and I'm probably not getting the full snapshot, right? I'm mainly seeing like what people are posting in our discord and, you know, maybe some, some stuff on some other social media sites, but I feel like people really get behind Michigan and have gotten behind Michigan when they've been playing Ohio state. And I feel like people have really been pretty happy with Michigan when they've been playing SEC teams. So it was really weird to see the kind of, I mean, it, it felt like a weird a departure from how people had previously viewed Michigan when suddenly in the championship game, I think it felt like a lot of people were upset to see them actually win the, uh, the, the, the full title. Like they were cool with them beating Ohio state. They were cool with them getting this far, but the, uh, the the trophy at the end was was there what was, was yeah, upsetting to people. There was a lot it of was, like, it was weird because it's like I feel like we've been making these jokes about Michigan, like about oh, like eating the cheeseburgers and fixing up the vacuums and stuff. And it felt weird to see like a bunch of people who've been making jokes about those things suddenly be like, oh, like well, this taints Michigan's title or something like that. I don't know. I was just very surprised at how how a lot of people seem to react to it this was game. weird as soon as like the game was basically in hand like the everybody was just like i can't no, they cheated um can you bevel an asterisk which which, which I, thre- <laughs> I threatened to do that and then i chickened out and i chickened out because i didn't and, want to like i didn't want to just like, our replies so for many like, people hours that requested us that. to bevel an asterisk which was ridiculous um I mean, really, the game kind of went the way you thought it would go. Like, Michigan's yeah. O-line mm-hmm. started leaning on, like, Washington's D-line. And it started that way. And I was afraid that that we were in trouble after, like, the first two touches for Donovan Edwards yeah. were touchdowns. Uh, Washington made it respectable at halftime, 17-10. I mean, really, first play of the second half, they throw an INT. Washington throws an INT. I'm like, well, that, there you go. The chance was... to tie it. Like that was the that was the point for me. It, like, I don't know, Michael. Did the, the air go out of the room at that point when they threw that end at the beginning of the second half? Washington yeah, threw that. I, I to be honest with you, it was twenty to thirteen, and when they scored that and made it twenty seven thirteen, that was when the optimism started to go, and uh, you know that the, the thirty four was putting it completely out of reach. But that's 
what I saw when it went from a, a two score game with what, you know, 10, 11 minutes left in the yeah. third, uh, fourth quarter. That was the, the, the dagger right there. So basically the pass where the tight end caught the 41 yarder on like yeah. a third down or whatever, or on the exactly. first down, that was the one that sucked it out. Um, I, I feel like Washington left points on the field in the first half. And if, if Penix was, was on target, which I, I don't know if he was hurt coming into this game. I, I don't want, he did not look like healthy to start this game. Like in the he beginning, def- he definitely know, did not look healthy by the end, by the end of the game. He looked battered and broken. The, the four of uh, us were, the four of us were chatting and it was like, we were making sounds. Pick girl, we're going to say. I don't know that he should have played the last few minutes of that game. I'm I like, I understand so. that you want to keep him in and like, but it was over. It was over. And I also don't know how much I understand that Washington has very, very little depth at running back, but I don't know how much good it did them to keep starting running back in at 70%. Maybe See, either. That's, that's the thing. Like Washington, if they they didn't have the depth, so this is like like Kalen DeBoer's second year, like he hasn't built the depth of the program, and Michigan's been ramping this up for the entirety of Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they've been ramping up the depth, and they've been recruiting for years and years and years, and DeBoer basically, you know, took over like a team that you know, was, was kind of down for like a little bit. They fired their coach. And then in two years, he turned it around like this. So, I mean, it's been kind of, uh, I, I feel bad for Washington. I, I don't know what they're going to have next year. And I don't think they're going to come anywhere close to this next year. Um, but, but really, I feel for Washington. I wish they could have hit on a couple of different plays. And it kind of gives me the feeling of the FCS title game. A little bit here. So if yeah. Montana could have punched in that first touchdown to make it seven seven, like Washington, I'm sorry, Michigan goes down, it's seven nothing. Washington goes right back down, then they have to settle for a field goal on fourth and goal. If it's seven seven, maybe it's a different game. But I don't know. I I like Michigan. This over the long haul of the season, they were the better team. Yep. Uh, Washington. I feel like if they were healthy, they would have given them a, a better fight. But, you know, it's the end of the year. It's you got to have that depth. Like somebody's going to go down and you're going to need someone to step up. Go ahead. Take Regarding Michigan being the better team over the course of the year, that is part of what frustrates me about all the con- like the Connor Stallions discourse re reappearing is that like. I truly do not think that anything he was doing actually mattered Uh, in the sense that even after all of that, and he's in witness protection, but actually going to games, but not doing any crimes anymore. Mm -hmm. Michigan still just goes out and destroys people. Like I, yes, they shouldn't have done it. Yes. It's against the rules. Let's be honest. You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. There was that quote from actual um, journalists today. Unless, that was unless you're Vandy. That is how dare they? How dare you insult Cornelius Vanderbilt? Okay, he folks. Just his honor. We are hitting. <laughs> we are hitting the end of this thing. Congrats, Michigan, on your national title. 
Michael, thank you for joining us tonight. Where can people find your stuff? Uh, on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour, Instagram at CFB Campus Tour, website cfbcampustour.com. We got a calendar up there for 30 bucks, 12 of the best obstructed views possible. Oh, yeah. Also, purchase the domain obstructedviews.com, and we're going to work on fans submitting their own obstructed views oh, and yeah. some other things in the pike. But yeah, College Football Campus Tour, Google it. You're going to see my mug trying to look cool next to statues all over the place. Love it. Well, folks, we are off to the off season. Let's have some How fun. How dare you sully the name of Cornelius Vanderbilt? <laughs>